It's time to expect more from urgent care, like caregivers who take time to listen, smooth access to local specialty care if you need it, virtual visits and save your spot convenience, plus easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care. This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by TheAthletic.com. You can go to TheAthletic.com right now slash Blue Shirts, all lowercase, to subscribe today. That's our code. You can get it for as low as $2.99 a month. It's on us. That's TheAthletic.com slash Blue Shirts. You'll hear more about that later in this episode. Okay, about this episode, it is the best of episode. Greg and I are currently in Europe, so we decided to do an episode early. Uh, we talk about Kravstov and really quick at the beginning of the episode, but then we go through all of our best episodes, or best moments at least, on the podcast and add a special treat at the end. Hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans. Welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I'm your host. We're in Europe, but right now you're listening to us live. I have my co-host Greg Kaplan here at 11.05 p.m. the night before we leave. Greg, say hello. Robbing me of sleep once again. It's the thing I'm the, the man, best at. The man keeping the man down. Just I, finding ways to make me angry every day of your life. There's literally, it's uh, my number one job is to piss you off. But on this episode, we're going to talk about happier times. A good times in the Blue Shirts Breakaway, which is all of our best ofs. So what Greg and I are going to try and do here, uh, I've taken out some clips from our... Previous episodes are scattered throughout our whole history, from our first episode all the way up to our MomCast, and at the end of the episode, I even added a bonus podcast we've never released outside of our Patreon, which is a bitch or no bitch episode, where I, I can't recall most of it, but I'm pretty sure we just call Sidney Crosby a bitch. That's a guarantee, right? I, I think, the, I, if I remember correctly, Russell Westbrook was a big part I, of it. I think Russell Westbrook is a bitch. <laughs> I, I remember... Or maybe he's not. Well, I, the listeners are going to learn. They're going to find out. Sure. That's that's a, that's what uh, we call a teaser. And we got news for you guys. So when we come back from Europe, um, the calendar is unfriendly to us. Like the most little, unfriendly? Little do we know that uh, we, our next release dates are Christmas and New Year's Day. No, we do one more. We land uh, the 18th. And oh, we, right, 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 right. We, uh, we record the Drive Back Home from JFK live podcast, which is going to yeah, be... That should be... That should be just fantastic. Just well, a, you'll, be, you'll be home. I'll still be driving. But I also had just got off a plane and <laughs> drove home. Yeah, but to, at least you're home. I'm going to be in the back seat of a car with... Wait, you're not driving? I'm just finding this out. Oh, no, I'm not driving. Wait. I drove to the last wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> I, oh, great call! I should. It's uh, Aaron driving. I need to take his key before something happens. Yeah, that well, that was one of them. The other call was I thought you were just driving back and doing the whole Bluetooth thing, kind of like you do in the hamstring episode in a couple minutes here. Well, no, I'll be on the phone, but it'll be pressed up to my ear. Yeah, no, th- I just thought it was you alone. I don't know why I thought that until right now. It's dumb. No, me. I mean Spath is going to be asleep, and Aaron, we're pretty certain he won't be in the car with us. Yeah, I don't think he's making it back. I think it's pretty but good, clear. Good point, good point. When we park the car, I need to take the key from Aaron. You That's really, a really good it's point. A, listen, you're risking your own life. I'm not in that car. Well, I'm not risking my own life. I'm just risking a really expensive Uber drive that I don't want to be part of. <laughs> that would be a hell of a podcast, though. Greg's in an Uber driving from JFK to Albany. So Greg makes a good point. The next two podcasts will be very... Uh, one of them, one well of them we're going to do... Well, one of them we're going to do a, a mailbag episode. Oh, we are. Nice. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. We're doing a mailbag episode. Is it a Christmas mailbag? Like you wake up like yeah. the present? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Christmas mailbag. And then New, Year, 
New Year's Day, I'm thinking we do Bitch or No Bitch 2. Oh, that's did you just come up with that right now? Because I'm into I mean, I did, that, I did. Yeah, Bitch or I, No I, Bitch I 2 for New Year's resolution sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, um, mostly because I need to listen back to the old Bitch or No Bitch to figure out who we've already talked about. Well, good news, it's going to be on today. So, uh, for right now, we're going to talk a little about Ranger news, and then we're going to get right into the best ofs. The only Ranger news that's happened since we last recorded, because it's been like a day, um, is that Kravstov said in an interview that he would want to come play in North America once the season's over. We believe that he will come here, but probably not play more than nine games. That's correct, right? As long as the contract can slide after nine games. If the contract can't slide at all, I think there's a chance the Rangers don't even sign his entry-level contract until the summer. Because now we have to... With the Seattle team announced, we now have to worry about oh my God, the- who we're protecting and when we're protecting. Yep. Uh, and we, we got a little fucked with them coming a year later than we thought because once upon a time, if, we, if they were going to enter the league in 2020, you want uh, Cheadle, Anderson, Howden, all those guys would have been exempt. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it's 2021, those are now guys you have to protect. Yeah, that's so, not good for us. Well, I mean, it's not terrible. The Rangers are in such a good financial situation. They don't have many players... Under contract are going to be around point. at that point is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So, like, even Henrik is a free agent at that point in time. It's so far down the road that you don't even have to worry well, about that protecting That weirded me out for a minute. Like, yeah, you just you, you just saying that makes me feel weird. Right. But it's, So, it's, it, I'm not saying the Rangers have to panic and all of a sudden it's, it's a situation where they don't know who to protect or how many slots they have to give. It's, it's a situation where it's a little different, but so much is going to change between now and then. Is Kevin Hayes under a long-term contract? Did the Rangers re-sign Chris Kreider? Where's Mickey Zibanejad at this point in time? Uh, Mark Stahl has disappeared. How's Robinson Cano doing? <laughs> he's, he will still be a Met at that point in time. <laughs> he he's the only guy under contract. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, how's, so, how's JT Realmuto doing? Did he sign his extension with him? You know that's going to happen. We're, we're, we're recording. That's going to happen the second it, we, you know, we take off tomorrow. It's already happened, right? Is what I'm saying? Let me Okay, before we get into the best of, it wouldn't be one of our best of podcasts if I didn't go on a Met rant first. Well, of course, it's a Met podcast. Let me, let me react to the JT Realmuto trade before it actually happens. Uh, I'm completely okay with trading Ahmed Rosario as the centerpiece for JT Realmuto. That's fine by me. That's fine. Especially if you add Nemo, you're cool too, right? Uh, Whoa. Wait, you mean add like both Rosario and yeah, Nemo? Both. No, I'm not doing both. Whoa, That's I, ridiculous. I would do both. Are you kidding me? I'm not actually. Nemo was a four and a half win player last year. Uh, I'm not sure it was real. We'll see. I'm not doing both. If you want to, it shouldn't take both to get JT Realmuto. It should take one. Did you say you would you would have traded Syndergaard for him? Is no, I said I would have traded Syndergaard for pieces that would have become Realmuto. Got it. That makes sense. So then you get. Yeah, and, and some of those pieces you don't also trade for Real Muto. I would have traded – if the Mets somehow got Chris Paddock, Logan Allen, and JT Real Muto, yeah, I'd trade Syndergaard. I love Chris Paddock. Um, let's do an ad now, and then we'll get right into the best of so we don't have to do it again. Sure. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's pump some articles that we assume have been written in the last week. The, uh, the winter meetings article from Ken Rosenthal is incredible. You know there is going to be one. <laughs> I, I, I'm here, I'm here to um, – you, you know us. We, we fluff the athletic like it's nobody's what? business. What? Us? No way. But I'm going to say something controversial. No. I don't like Jim Bowden. Oh, you've been over this with me. Yeah. I don't yeah. like him. Yeah. I don't care for Well, him. I will say there was a once upon a time where we didn't like Rick Carpinello either. That, that's kind of been that like the true. redemption you know story if, of our podcast. If, if, if we meet Jim Bowden and he impresses us, uh, fine. I will change my tune. Okay. All right. Well, so now we have to get Jim Bowden on. That's just all we have to do. It's Fine. not, not going to be that Fine. hard. He's probably available. Uh, what else is he? It's not like he's being a general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. Wow, shots. 
Uh, but do you know where Jim Bowden writes for, Greg? I do. Oh, he writes for TheAthletic.com. TheAthletic.com no is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The model is Ryan, super. tell me more. Oh, I will, Greg. The model is super simple. No ads. No pop-ups. No and what? wait, you're never going to believe this part. No autoplay videos. Instead, what? readers subscribe for authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalism's journalists. Journalists who know their team inside journalism. and out. Yep, they're running in-depth journalism. Is this journalism a shout-out to a later segment in this podcast? You can go to the uh, athletic.com slash blue shirts today. For for the low 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 price of two ninety nine, you can get the athletic for free on for free for two ninety nine on your phone. <laughs> oh my god, liable! Uh, and you get six hundred fifty to seven hundred news stories every single week, published across all sports. Tweet out, uh, tweet out at us and be like, we subscribed, and you can be like, we're happy for you, and we can give you a t shirt maybe. Who knows? And also, I know at this I know at this point in time, it's now a week old. But friend of the podcast, Shana Goldman, talked to friends of the podcast, Evolving Wild, in a little. Here's what you need to know about their website Man, piece. Evolving the Wild is so good. We need to get them back on again. Let's do that in January. I um, would love to. Yeah, that should be doable. Uh, and then subscribe and be part of the future future of journalism. Like, like if you're not already, you definitely are. Okay, let's do the best ofs. Uh, sure. I woke you up. Uh, you did. Well, uh, just uh, one more Ranger note before mm-hmm. we go. Yes. Uh, oh, two more, actually. WJC ro- preliminary rosters have been released. To no surprise, Keandre Miller is on Team USA. No surprise, Niels Lundqvist is on Team Sweden. Yes. A little surprise that Joey Keane is also on Team USA. The Joey Keane thing is like the redemption story continues. Not redemption or the, and, the not, not really the right word there. And speaking of other Ranger third round draft picks, Jacob Ragnarsson is also on the Sweden roster. Good for Ragnarsson. So maybe, maybe the Rangers draft was better than people were giving it credit for at the time. I think, oh, well, well, we got to start were, giving. There were people, there were, there were a lot of people poo-pooing on the why the fuck have we taken 27 defensemen. Another reason why the Rangers should have taken 27 defensemen, did you see the Pittsburgh Penguins make a trade for a very average defenseman? They traded a very not average forward to make it happen. I did not see that trade today. Daniel, well, it wasn't today. It was uh, two days ago. Great, I've been busy. <laughs> it was da- Daniel Daniel Sprong was traded to oh, I did the see that. Ducks. Yes, I did see that. So if the Rangers could one day turn one of these mid-round draft picks into Daniel Sprong, uh, Ryan, we call that good business. That's good business. Uh, the only thing I complained about was drafting a goalie in the second round. I think that's pretty okay to complain about. Uh, he was not named to a World Juniors roster, but apparently he's been battling in injury all year. Yeah. So he's out of form. That's what they say. Uh, the last thing I actually want to cover on Hockey Nudes is if, how pissed are you going to be if Seattle is named the Mets? I'm pissed. I'm not going to be pissed. We're going to rebrand the podcast, baby. I thought that would be super weird. I don't like that at all. They, I, I'd rather the totems or like something else. Uh, well, the, I, I'm a man who follows the gambling lines, and totems is the uh, presumptive favorite. Yeah, totems is good. I like totems. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I think it's rather, a little silly. You like store like I like sea wolves too. Big fan of that. I just would do seals. The Seattle seals. Mm, actually, that's pretty cute. Or Seattle pilots. Eh, seals but, is better. I'm cool with either. I just I'm I'm fine with the Mets. Doesn't I was going bother through me. our podcast today and the episode. I was going through a lot of our episodes for this, and uh, we we are very avid about Vegas being called the Aces. It's like one of our best calls of all time. And it yeah, just, it pisses me off that they're not. But shouts to the what is it WNBA team that's the Aces. Yeah, yeah. I just don't what. I just want credit. That's all I want. It's, not it's my credit. fucking idea. Just all give right. me credit. The first thing we're going to talk about, uh, and I'm going to drop this in soon is we have our first episode ever, and we're just playing this for sake to see how far we've come. Fucking uh, terrible. Oh, my oh, God. Right, nice Matchbox 20 reference. Good job. Yeah, it's uh, almost 3 a.m., and I am lonely. The 
it's it's ter- is the that mics- like Matchbox Twenty song? I think it is. Yeah, it's three AM and I'm almost pretty lonely. I just know Vinny. Yeah, that sounds like Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, it's either that or Dave's Matthew Band. They're both white guitarists. What are you gonna do? People like Dave Matthews Band. I just don't get. People it. like Matchbox Twenty, man. I, I get know. that smooth. Um, what? He Rob Santana. It, it's smooth. He's part of smooth. Rob, is Rob Santana Matchbox Twenty? No, he's the uh, the other guy. Whatever. <laughs> oh man, we sound so bad right now. Um, Sugar Ray. There you go. Oh, sure. There's, there's another uh, band. Another terrible band. Um, yeah. I'm singing Sugar Ray. Our first episode. It's our, first, our first episode ever is awful. Um, awful. And we, when we posted it on Reddit for the first time, got a really a lot of nice comments. I actually posted. That very uninternet like. Yeah, I posted the thread in our three year anniversary uh, thread on Reddit. And I was, I was like, just for fun, you can click here and read the old stuff. People yeah, are... It's before Anthony Sue Kim was on fucking Reddit. Wow, shout out tell to you. that guy. He's a real bummer. Yeah. Hey, Anthony Sue Kim, by the way, I know you listen to this shit. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You're such a fucking downer. You piece of shit. Stop commenting. Oh, man. Call out. I feel better. I feel Thanks. better. Just get it all out. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm just going to be angry for this podcast. You should be. Um, uh, we're posting this pretty much just so you can hear how terrible it is. So let's listen, it's terrible. Let's listen it's- to it now. Wow. Hey, and welcome to the first ever episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'll be your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my great friend, Greg Kaplan. Uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about the episode before we start. Blue Shirts Breakaway is a podcast we, me and Greg have been meaning to do for a couple, I don't know, years now. Uh, it always bothered me that I, there was never a Rangers podcast to listen to, and I'm an avid podcaster fan. And uh, So I decided to do it myself and invite my good friend, Greg, here. So here's what we're going to do every week. We're going to recap some games. We're going to look ahead to the next one. And we're going to maybe take some Twitter questions. So uh, without further ado, here's my great friend Greg to say hello. Uh, hello. And I'm such a great friend that you didn't even have my phone number until tonight. So no, no. Really no, we usually Facebook message and complain. So you know how it is. <laughs> Look, cell phones, outdated technology. So outdated <laughs> that I'm going to use it on a podcast. Listen, your computer doesn't use the internet. So anyway, enough about our banter and our life. Uh, let's talk a little bit of Rangers hockey. Okay, now that we did that, uh, Greg, are, not only do you sound like you're in, like... A hell trap? A hell trap is a good way to put it. A hell trap without internet? To, you can listen to, like, the first 10 seconds of my voice, and I do that thing where, like, you get saliva at the back of your throat. And well, like, I, I, I told you, it sounded like you were sedated. Yeah, I'm like, because, you know, I am a fucking raccoon. Uh, chipmunk on cocaine, as I think one person once said. And uh, I, I just, like... like hello, friends. I'm like, hi, it's, um, it's... Blue Shirts Breakaway, you know, uh, Greg and I have been looking to do this podcast for a, a long time, and now it's been a long time. Um, so that was a super fun, like, look back at, like, what we were. Uh, and then things started happening with the podcast, and, like, rather quick. Um, we, or I secretly contacted Hershey's, because we were arguing on the podcast about Almond Joys. Yeah, because they suck. I think they're pretty good. I, but, I still they they can't be that good if someone's going to give away fifty one <laughs> pounds for nothing. Agree with you on that. Uh, so I emailed Hershey's like on our thirteenth episode. I was like, "Hey, we're getting like a couple listens. Like six people listen to us. Think you could sponsor us?" And Hershey's was like, "Dude, no fucking way, man." <laughs> He's like, "They like, well, what's the main reason you're emailing me?" And by the way, in true Ryan fashion, and I think you know this, Greg. I'm not sure if you do. I misspelled <laughs> Hershey's while emailing them. This is why I've taken away email privileges from you on I've, our main account. I've gotten better, but <clears throat> I, have. I have. You would still, out of eight hundred, you would still get about a six on the on the essay part of your SAT. Yeah, okay. I want to argue, but I can't. 
Um, you can't. I've seen you write. I can't argue. I wrote a lot. My favorite, one of, uh, since we're doing best of, still one of my favorite moments with Ryan is uh, once upon a time, we used to just write each other the emails in a Facebook messenger before we actually hit send. Mm-hmm. And I made you do this because, again, you're fucking terrible at the English language. That's true. But there was one that I wrote that was oh, the comma that was that was flawless <laughs> and ryan right what what did you you said it was the i i commented i quoted it and i was like is this right and i was like what do you don't do you think there should be a comma what's what's going on i, I forgot what the exact the exact thing was and you were like no dude that's perfect english i was like are you sure and then we sent it to a lawyer friend, and he's like, this is perfect English. Why are you wasting my time? Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool and I basically said, I'm wasting your time because I want to be able to hold this over Ryan's head for years to come. Here we are. And here we are doing the best of, here. and I'm getting to hold it over your head. Here we are. And at this point, uh, so I emailed Hershey's, and I said, listen, well, I also just really love Almond Joy, and my co-host hates it. So if you could just support us with Almond Joy, or if I could say that this podcast is sponsored by Almond Joy, that'd be great. And in return, they just sent us 51 pounds of Almond Joy, and I didn't tell you what it was. Um, so then, uh, let's do that now. Let's go into that. Wow. The first ever sponsor of Blue Shirts Breakaway. Wait a second. Are we making money? No, but we are making candy. Hershey's. Oh, no. Hershey's has sent me over 51 pounds of Almond Joy to my house. What? Delicious, (laughs) delicious Almond Joy. I requested from Hershey's. I just emailed them and said, hey, I love Almond Joy and I support you. Oh I want you to support Blue Shirts Breakaway, the official, the unofficial this? official Rangers podcast. And they sent me 51 pounds now, of delicious on. coconut <laughs> chocolate Almond oh, Joy. Did they, do it, did they do it for free? They did it for free. I have 51 pounds of Almond Joy on my table. One whole case. Not only that, I, I also told them, I am a huge supporter of Take 5. They sent me Take 5 sunglasses, a Take 5 sticker, a Take 5 case of candy. And I want to thank Hershey so much for supporting Blue Shirts Breakaway. This is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. This is what you posted the other day, and I was like, is that my mic? And you were like... Nope. Hershey's, you and I have argued about candy in the past, and everyone is crapping on a joy. I asked... Hershey to support my my addiction to almond joy and oh this delicious God. coconut taste, and I got you, fifty-one it, pounds to my house, my friend. Your you thoughts? Play, you played the long con on that. <laughs> now I know. I'm gonna get so many hot dogs in the mail because all the vendors are gonna be like, "Damn right, they're sandwiches." <laughs> I I really did. And listen, if you want to see what we're talking about right now, you can go to blueshirtsbreakaway.com. I have posted pictures of the fifty-one pounds of almond joy that Hershey sent to my house, addressed um, to Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'm I'm post I'm posting this in the group. That is this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my This is it was it was a really great moment, and I really do want to thank Hershey's. They're not our official sponsor. I had a really nice email with their uh, I had an email chain with their marketing team. They said, "Hey, listen, we can't be your official sponsor." Because I asked them, I was like, "Hey, I would just like to say you'd be our official sponsor for a day." And they said, "Well, we can't do that. But what if we sent you a case of Amish Joy?" <laughs> I didn't realize the case was fifty-one pounds. It's- it's uh, it's technically like four, like 560 almond joy bars. I will be bringing them all to Mohegan Sun. <laughs> I might eat one. Just, I'll, I'll have a couple take five. All right, so listen. I just want to know what my laugh is. Is that what I sound like when I laugh all the time? I don't know if it is, but it's. If it is, I can kill myself. Is is what we're getting to. Listen, I, 
I think I stare a out a two. I stare out a two-story window every day when we podcast. I can jump right now. If you want. <laughs> I think there's been a theme on our podcast of suicide lately, and I think we should like cut it down. Mostly oh. because like I did this. I did like a suicide prevention thesis. Like the one thing I did right, <laughs> like ever. But you know, we'll, for today we'll keep it in. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Uh, so, I don't actually mean that. What I, know, I mean I know, is, I, I no longer want to be on this earth. I know. <laughs> What I mean is, like, life is meaningless. Uh, our good friend Jeff was, was talking to me the other night. He's been on this podcast. And he just said to me, you know what, Ryan? Life is weird and meaningless. And I just sullenly nodded. It is. Anyway, mm. that was, uh, that was you know, a best-up version. So we got the 51 pounds of Amma Joy. I did bring it to a Mohegan Sun where we gave it as tips to dealers. Or I did, at least. You yeah. you did. I did not. I also did not eat one. I, I, spoiler alert, Amma Joy still sucks ass. I liked it. The Take 5 was delicious. Take 5 That's- was amazing. That's fine. You can take all of them. Okay. Uh, now we're going to start getting into the really good stuff of our, of our sort of our best ofs. Uh, the next one, I believe, is when you were driving home. You're playing, oh, no. You're playing in a kickball game. Sure am. Uh, and the funniest thing about this is, like, you're the, the reason why you hurt yourself is because you were so pissed you were down 12 nothing. Yeah. The team we were playing felt like they were playing game seven of the – 2001 world series and they needed to beat the arizona diamondbacks and rewrite history uh and i wasn't having any of it they were being douchebags we're a team that was there clearly just to have a good time and i'm not going to stand for douchebaggery our friend Vinny was on second base yep i i I put everything i had into that kick yep the builder made an error on the play i am not the fleetest of foot nope but i busted my ass up that first baseline and I busted my ass. Yeah, you busted your I, hamstring. I think the, the part the part that I don't remember if I've told you. So I told you that it felt like I got sniped, right? And I, we, we everyone's about to listen to it back. I'm going to say that exact phrase again. Yes. What you don't know is uh, when I made the stretch in the first base, my leg actually locked up. Oh, no. I thought I hyperextended everything, and I flipped head over heels. You did a flip? And I, I did a flip. How did you not mention that? I was in too much pain at the time. Well, that's fair. Actually, when you listen to this clip in about a second, uh, you'll realize why Greg didn't mention it. Um, actually, let's go to that right now. Wow. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans. Welcome to another episode of the Bushwick Breakaway. It is a, re- a reaction pod, I would say. I just got off the LARR, and Greg has a broken hamstring. Greg, say hello. Oh, my God, dude. I'm dying. Yeah, I know. It was so bad. Exciting game, right? You're, that's what you're it, No, really fun game. It was a lot more fun when I was... I, I've never felt a pain like this before in my entire life. It's uh, terrible. So for the for the fans at home, Greg tonight has blown out his hamstring. I had a wonderful night at MSG watching the Rangers absolutely dominate the Ottawa Senators. Tanner Glass having maybe the best game of his entire career. And uh, I had a wonderful time. Thank you to a wonderful fan named Diana. And now, Greg, you blew out your hamstring playing kickball. Is that true? Yeah, I'm not excited about it, Ryan. If I die, this is literally evidence for me to like get home in one piece. Greg wanted to record record while while almost on on the verge of tears of pain and driving home. So now here we are <laughs> doing our Rangers recap. Greg, I had a fan yep. ask me uh, already tonight. Uh, he really needs to hear what you think about Tanner Glass's play. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> can't even focus. No, I'm focused. It's just. Tanner Glass had a fine game, yeah. It's a fine game? He had a fun game. Great. He had a was game. Was the game better? Yeah, he had a – it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, he had a – I don't know. I don't. I can't find another word in my life beyond <laughs> fine. Would Bucinevich have had a worse game? Yeah. An honest question. Yes. What do you have? 
Yeah, I'm stop sticking to my guns tonight. Really, as someone that was at that game, you think Bucinavis was not as prepared for that game as Tanner Glass? Actually, yeah, Buch is, you know, I'm a big fan of Buch. The way Tanner Glass played tonight, uh, on, on as, uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, as a two-way player, a block that led to a goal, two assists, and a fight, a fight, Greg, where he got double teamed, and he came out of it and punched him in the face, and won, and smiled, and, and skated away. Did you just crash? Are you okay? <laughs> No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, you had to do something with my leg. I wasn't prepared to do. Okay. How far are you okay. from home? Because this is like literally a I'm medical emergency. It's literally like a 20-minute drive. I'm really not excited about this at all. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to pain you through this, but we're going to keep going a little bit. No, 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 no. no. I, look, this is going to happen if we're talking or not, so we might as well just keep talking this entire time. Okay. I'm here for you, buddy, and so is everyone else, but I'm glad you're you're, you're trying to make it, but... This is a Ranger game that brought us back. We're in the series now. I think we might end up taking the next two games. Do you do you feel this similarly, or are we? I feel like we figured out Ottawa, and they had no chance against us tonight, or even the last game. I I think we will win one of the next uh, two games. I, I I think the series is going seven. Okay. I think the Rangers like my personal feelings about this series between the last time you and I spoke and today. Right. Is I think uh, we're good enough. Uh, <laughs> we're good enough to win the series, but I don't know if this team is necessarily good enough to win four games in a row. You know what I mean? I th- wow. So I know, like, that's not right, something. I just to, okay, go ahead. I just want to repeat how happy I am that I'm on the phone with you right now because if I wasn't focused on trying to talk to you now, I think I'd pass out. You think you'd die? I'm so much. Listen, this I'm. not fun. Uh, no, I, I'm having a great time. <laughs> so, I mean, holy th- shit! Listen, if you how you got like what fifteen minutes left at this point? This is like it's the drama is is building here in this in this podcast. Yeah, my phone's telling me I got a ten minute drive home. I uh, all right, buddy. I'm in so much pain. Hang on, I don't, I don't know how to explain how much pain I'm in. I, I I believe I know uh, similar to what the pain you're in. So you blew out your hamstring kicking a ball. I'm gonna ask. No, no, it wasn't even kicking the ball. So we were playing a. Uh, so I, the kickball league I'm in, the team I'm on, or a lot of guys that listen to this podcast, we just, we're literally playing just to have a good time, to go to the bar, to have a, to sing some karaoke, to enjoy life a little bit. But at least half the teams in the league take kickball very seriously. Kickball serious, me off. They were making me angry. <laughs> and I came up with a guy on second base, two out, and we were losing about 12 something. I just didn't want to get shut up, so I put a little extra into the kick. That didn't hurt, Yeah. but running up the first baseline, I tried to beat the throw to first, and I literally, I, I'm not seeing you, it felt like someone sniped me from the fucking stand. All right, like, so... I will never make fun of, I'm not going to make fun of anyone ever complaining about a hamstring injury ever again. So I'm not a doctor, and we, I think we've gone over that before, but it sounds like you may have tore something. Just, just being, just being real. Coming off this, this New York Rangers high, the way you described it, I mean, I've watched some sports. That does not sound good. I mean, <laughs> let me put it this way. Okay. My dad, who is a doctor, I called him right after the game because it happened. Right. He told me a lot of things that I should do. And I you, did none of them. I went to the bar. I went to the bar. Yeah. So that wasn't smart. Uh, I know you know that. No, was not smart. I can't tell you how, like, 
if this was my left leg, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. If it's your right leg for driving. But I've never realized how much I needed my hamstring to drive home before. <laughs> this is. I feel like it would be less painful for me to walk. This was supposed to be this this, this big. <laughs> this was supposed to be a big like rager celebration it's become to it's come to this it's come to the moment where i'm like greg please get home and be okay i just want you to be all right <laughs> if the rangers won the stanley cup tonight, i would have been thrilled when it happened and then i would have gotten in my car to try and go home and i would have started crying yeah you're Not out of i can just, Not of, i can hear the tears on your voice oh my God. <laughs> ryan i'm literally i'm i'm driving one-handed okay with my right hand share this moment with you and i'm glad to keep it through i'm glad to keep you awake and not awake but you know concentrated on something else through this drive and for the next at least no, five I, minutes I, greg you sound fucking awful there you want to the i i can remember this day vividly um i got in i took a hot bath when i got home out of that car and thank the lord my building has an elevator if i had to walk up two stories of stairs I would have just slept in my car. I vividly no remember joke. messaging you, like, concerned and being like, dude, did you – are you okay? It it took a solid month for me to be able to drive my car without putting a hand under my leg to hit a pressure point that would alleviate the strain on my hamstring. Some other funny things we said during that podcast, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's like the Ottawa Senator – Night, I yeah, I honestly um, forgot that it was during the Senator series. Yeah. I, for some reason, my head thought it was the Canadian that series. That was like when the Rangers tied up 2-2. I actually, you know what's funny? I thought it was the Canadian series too because I actually went to listen to the Canadian series and I listened to a bunch of them and I was like, oh, Because I remember, I remember you specifically saying Tanner Glass had a great game. That's one of the few things he did. I remember. And, so and then I, I thought it was the day he scored the off-the-face-off one-handed shot against Carey no, Price. No, it's the night Tanner Glass actually has two assists and like has like – Scores a goal off his ass or something, like almost scores a goal off his ass, and also starts a fight and beats up half the Ottawa team. So. I leg- I legit did not remember that being during the Ottawa series. I kind of I don't know if it was the hamstring that did it. I did black out during the Ottawa series. I I expunged it from my memory, with the exception of I know Elaine Vigneault fucked it up. We say during that episode that we think the Rangers were winning, they're tied up, so we were wrong. And we also, I, well, yeah, I also said there was going to go seven, and yeah. it clearly didn't do that. Uh, we also say that you know what, AV made some good adjustments tonight. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, um, no. So that was good. Great job by us. Hey, look, we're neutral. Uh, we're neutral parties. Sometimes we gave AV credit, but. Credit where credit is due. He sure found a way to lose that series. You fucking did. The third, uh, that's my third favorite moment in Blue Shirts Breakaway history. Let's go to the second favorite moment right now. Oh, no, I'm lying. Before we do that, we're actually, so we used to have a running joke on this show where we'd have Adam Clendenning on, where we wanted to have Adam Clendenning on, right? Because we were like big Adam Clendenning fanboys. It started as, it started as us recognizing that there may have been hidden value in Adam Clendenning. Well, the analytics community really loves, it it hasn't changed by the way. Like somehow he still has good analytics. Sure. Uh, But it was, it was a running gag that we would, it wasn't even a gag. It was, it was the truth that Adam Clendenning was better than some of the shit the Rangers were putting out there defensively every night. And every week we'd be like, hey, Adam, come on the pod. 
Yeah, and it, it, he, he started liking our stuff. Yeah. He, st- he started he started dropping hints to us that he was aware that we existed. Yeah, we thought he listened. We were wrong. Yep. July, <laughs> July, July 1st, when the Rangers formally released Adam Clendenning, we, we, got a, we got a DM from him saying, hey, boys, what do we got to do? Yeah, what do we got to do to get this done? So at this point, you and I are thrilled, right? We're, we're thinking this is going to be Through a fucking roof. awesome interview. Where Through Adam is going to be like, come on and like give us some, some dirt. Maybe, you know, we're not expecting much. It'd be like, fuck a lame Vigneault or anything like that. But we were expecting real, real shit, right? Like we were expecting some substance. What we got is a man who just ate three large pizzas and was talking to us. Just ate three large pizzas and just had a just took a quick trip to Colorado. If you get what I'm saying, because he, well, he was. uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, listen. The all all I'm saying is, and Ryan's gonna, I hope, I think, play the clip. uh, The most uh, emotion we got out of Adam was when we asked him the hot dog sandwich question. Uh, I didn't have that in now, but I will add it in right now if that makes any sense. So uh, let's go to that clip now. Let's listen to Adam. Wow. So you're sort of a darling of the analytics movement this year. You know, some of the analytics showed that you were one of the better defensemen on the team. Have you ever got a chance to look at advanced stats? Is that something you kind of look at or have paid attention to it at any point in time? Uh, no, I've, I have no idea what all that means. Uh, <laughs> as a player, you kind of analyze your own game in your own ways. But I, I mean, I know it exists, but. I have no idea how they track all that, and there's so many stats that uh, I mean it's hard to keep track of at this point for players. Um, we kind of keep our own stats and look at it in a different way. Um, but you know, at some point, I think it it helps, but it's not all stats, in my opinion. What if just going off that? What are some of the things you do personally that you feel like may not show up on a stat sheet that tell you you've had a good night on the ice? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's goes for anybody. You know, if you're in the right spot without the puck or, you know, and that goes defensively, offensively. Um, I mean, it's little things that are inside your team system or, you know, uh, the general fan may not notice because they're just watching the puck. So. Um, I think it's it's a little thing that if you can watch the game as a whole, um, you know, from from your shifts or even other people, and you realize, you know, they played maybe a little better game than you thought, um, you know, or or I'm sure the coaches look at it and say, yeah, he wasn't really that good, you know. So, um, you know, I think it's more of watching it inside of your team scheme than than. Well, that makes that makes two of us if if that helps you at all because I have no idea how it goes down either. I just kind of wait for Bob McKenzie yeah. to tell me where people are going. That's it. Yeah, that's all we do. Uh, so we have one question yeah. that we ask everyone yeah, on this show. We have one question we ask everyone yeah. on this show, and uh, it's kind of a nonsense question that was it's almost a very old question at this point, but we still somehow ask it. Adam, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> that's a good one. Um, <laughs> hot dog a sandwich. I don't know what else it could be, really. Oh, no! I, always, I love it! I no! love it! It's got two sides to it. Adam, this is the worst moment in podcast history. I mean, I got two pieces of bread, I guess. It depends. It depends on what it is. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with... I mean, it's got meat in the middle of two pieces of bread. That's, that's a 
sandwich, I guess. Oh, no. Adam, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm, I'm getting you. I'm, I'm signing you somehow. Me personally, I'll, <laughs> I'll find a way. You've just made my, you've made my week. You've made my month. Oh, That's God. fantastic. I will never hear the end of this, Adam. I appreciate you coming on in, in ways you don't understand. Uh, we will always be a fan of you, no matter where you land in this free agency process. <laughs> um, we obviously were gunning for you all year, and we love the way you play the game. Uh -huh. So thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. All right. So Adam said, <laughs> I can't get over how high Adam is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more power to him. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly you guys allegedly, are listening to allegedly. this while we're spending our last day in Amsterdam. Yes. Or no, we're actually just finished Amsterdam. We're on our way to London. We're literally uh, getting on a plane. So we, we, we are, by saying what Ryan just said, that's the definition of the pot calling the kettle black. I'm not, so, I'm not sure either of us are alive at this point. Um, no. No, Aaron's gone. We, he had a good run. <laughs> I, I like how no one knows who Aaron is. I feel like we almost have to bring him on at some point, like because everyone we just well, it's too late. Buddy. <laughs> He's, we'll, we'll bring on an impersonator. Yeah, because... it's like uh, this is our friend Aaron. It's actually actually just Vinny. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's gonna be great for me. I'm gonna have a second car. You ever have two cars? You ever get to never alternate the, between cars? Never had the privilege of having two cars. Uh, uh, so thanks, you. Adam, for coming on. I guess. Um, we'd love Thanks, to Aaron, for continuing to be a running joke throughout this entire podcast. Appreciate it. Um, let's go to the next one, which is, I believe, the question. Now, the question. Oh boy. Uh, completely blindsided. Uh, of course, it happens when Woj is on the podcast. The thing, the thing that gets lost in this episode yeah. that always cracks me up is we had a very serious conversation with our friend Arvin. Oh, before this we is brought Woj on. Yeah. It's and we were we were talking about actual Ranger news. Oh, we it was going, like a serious conversation. And Arvin is like the nicest guy. He's up nicest, there. He's top top three nicest guests. I it, it gun to my head. Three nicest guests in some order: Murat, Arvin. Arvin, and Katie Bates. Yeah, that's top three. Yeah, that by the way, that that is no shame like whatsoever to, to other, with the yeah. exception of Joe Fortunato, who's big fucking yeah. ass. Hey, Joe, fuck off. Uh, but those three are probably the nicest guys in the world, and I remember. A couple months after this podcast, Arvin messaged us being like, hey, guys, uh, do you mind taking my last name hey, off the podcast? Hey guys, I just don't want it coming back to listen, me. Listen, I just, you know, listen. The funny, thing, the funny thing is Arvin, I don't think, realized that the question was part of the podcast. No. He just didn't want his last name being out there in the internet anymore. Yeah, which so I get. Like, very Fitzian of him. That's perfect. But I was afraid to ask him. Like, I wanted to be like, did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, is that why you're asking? Yeah. Because so, it gets a little raunchy. So I didn't want to put the whole episode in. Um, if you ever no, want to. You, you picked the right slice. Yeah, I think I picked the right slice. We, before this part, we go and rank all the hottest Rangers at that point. Um, it's actually a great listen. If you want to go back, it's awesome. Just listen to the Woj part interview. It's It's awesome. Uh, this is the Arvin part of the interview. It ages well. We were talking about Tyler Bozak and how there were idiots out there that thought the Rangers were going to trade for him. Yeah, we we were one of them, I think, or at least I was. I'm an idiot. There you go. Uh, so let's go ahead to the uh, to the question uh, right now. Wow. I'm like literally every day of the week I could do a nonsense how, podcast. Wait, I like, want to ask an inappropriate question, but I, I don't know if I should ask it or not, but I'm going to do it. You guys ready? Yes. You guys, you guys I'll, I'll edit this part out if it's bad. So here we go. I'm going to hold a blank. Here we go. Blank. All right. I'm going to edit it out if it's bad. All right, so ready? Here we go. Question for both of you. You're, you're, you wake up in a situation. You're an inch deep in your mom, and your dad's an inch deep into you. Which way do you move first? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I did not see that one coming. 
Uh, which is what my dad would probably say if I was in that situation. Absolutely. So you uh, can get you can get you can get out, right? You're you're immediately out of the situation, but you have to move one way uh, first. Like, well, this is an unfair question because you don't know who your dad is, Ryan. So, yeah, like, that's why it's my is your question for you to answer. I, I asked you guys. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, is there a gun available? Can I just kill myself on the spot? No, no. You have to move one way first. That's a forward or back, and you you're out after that because you can like you're 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 done. Forward or back, you're I don't, out. I, I don't. Know. It would have, I don't know. I, I can't fucking breathe. Okay. I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I, I don't know. Okay, if, like, if that fucking guy hadn't turned out the episode yet and he gets to this part, he might call the cops on you. This guy, you guys might have the cops call on you by next episode. He's like, he's like, I made it past the cursing about me, but I drew the line when he talked about fucking his dad. Like, that's enough. No, it sounds like his, oh. your dad's fucking you, first of yeah, all. Dude, that's correct. Yeah. From those things. <laughs> all right. We don't have to answer that question uh, if you want to, but I wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, Maybe we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That, no. Stop <laughs> letting straight white males decide which parent they want to fuck. <laughs> no, you're doing both. You're just trying to escape. Like It's like Saw. You wake up. Like, you know, instead of having, like, the chain I, around your neck, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'd watch the fuck out of that song movie. I, would watch, I hope that's a plot of Jigsaw. I'd watch the fuck out of that song movie. <laughs> it's just like that. So that's the oh. question I was going to bring up in my in our private group today, but I decided to save it for the podcast. So No, yeah, that's uh, great. The, the, the private group would not have had a good time with that question. No. no. I think someone would have left. Someone would have left. Yeah, I might bring up some art. Oh, again, called the cops. Like, that, that's just, that's All right, so this I'm has been. I'm about to go ask every single person I work with that question and just <laughs> pull it out there. This has been the I, most I, inappropriate I... episode of Bushwick's Breakaway. So yeah, I'm sorry uh, to all your. No, followers. it's okay. I'm gonna. I think this literally the title of this episode is gonna be called "Non Suitable for Work." So, um, uh, that's it. Oh, so I'm, I'm glad you stayed for the extra couple minutes here. Yeah, that was great. I loved you guys. All oh. right. All right. Well, listen, uh, retweet us. Yes. yes. We'll talk about uh, that question. I don't even know if I can retweet this. Like, I got <laughs> shit for talking about hot players today. Yeah. And then they'll be like, yeah. oh, let's tune into Woj's podcast appearance. And good fucking Lord, what happened? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. What? Where, where did this go wrong? Like, we were, we we're doing solo with Ed Sheeran. And then all of a sudden, we're talking about, like, consensual sex with your parents. Well, listen, <laughs> it's, it's the song. It, you know, it's not your fault. Like, you wake up. No, J- yeah, Jigsaw is laughing. He goes, one inch, bro. That's it. <laughs> One inch, get out. You could do it. Yeah, even. I, you know how I know I'm, I'm, never, I'm not going to be able to close my eyes. You know how I know I won. Even Greg's uncomfortable. That's how I know. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly like every time I close my eyes now, I'm seeing things I don't want to see, and I, oh, I don't know how to handle it. I think I just I lost us like 500 followers, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> so, uh, I I have full rights to edit that out, but I think I'm keeping it. That, no, you, you got to keep it. Okay. All right. Oh boy. Yeesh. Yeah, Yeesh is right. I, I don't think we've ever answered it. I think I, I did. Well, yeah, again, it's on. You can't answer it because you you don't know your father. I do know him. He's a terrible person. That, you you don't really know that's him. That's true. Okay, fair. I, I I'm not answering it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I, uh, I, I made the same sound I made back then. It's the that's yeah that's the noise we make often and uh, this the most inappropriate moment on Bush's breakaway ever. Uh, Bar none. I don't think it's even close. But it's also one of my favorite moments. Just how uh, last time Woj was on, we were super serious the whole time, which is weird. Uh, we're gonna we'll we'll fix that. Uh, I do wish sometimes that we record like cold opens. Not that we actually air out there, but um, it's it's funny sometimes the conversations we have with each other 
when people join the podcast. Like the pooping I, stuff we talk about all the time? Well, that was with Corvo during his personalized pod, but I can vividly remember. <laughs> That's uh, way more than Corvo during his personalized pod. We've done that a lot. The, but we were, we were, we, I had a weekend um, at the Rangers Devils game with our friend Jeff mm-hmm. and Ryan Kiernan. Uh, and we were bringing Travis Yost on that week to talk about some stuff. I didn't realize how big a deal Travis was at that point. He's a big fucking deal. Dude. I didn't, like, when you got, it was like, I got Travis Yost. I was like, oh, cool. And Travis was on. He's like, got from near me or whatever. We were just chit chatting like super bros about really like dirty shit. Yeah. And he was down. But he's, Yost comes on. Big fucking deal for us. And I'm explaining to you how I had just thrown up in a box of pizza the <laughs> night before and how that's how I transported out of – I literally ju- – Travis jumps on the call as the words, yeah, no, I vomited right in the pizza box yeah. and I carried outside butt naked. To and Travis honest, is like, oh, hi, guys. I think that set the tone in like a really nice way. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes when, when our guys pop on and we're talking about just completely random shit – it's they're like it oh works it, it calms them down yeah like uh, these are guys they're just dudes dudes being guys guys being i dudes. think were we doing mike francesa impersonations when katie finally chimed in i think we were kind of doing that i want to say yeah. we weren't but i can't trust us yeah we've sometimes i think we should be recording that shit but at the other time no we, so we some, I, I've, I've never done this um and i want to promise you i've never done this but i've thought about just like i should just record everything and edit from there like as soon as you pick up we should just record it just in case but I've never done that. Just our boys, our boys over at the Knicks Wall used to do that. But I just, I, I don't think it. I don't. It's not beneficial. It can only get us in trouble. No, and I think it gets us in the mood a little bit. Like if I knew, if I knew the second I signed on that you were recording, I don't think I would say, "Oh, that's a lie." I'd say a lot of fucking shit. Yeah, you definitely would. It doesn't it's matter. Just, I'm, I'm a, I'm an open book, guys. That's it's kind of uh, what we are. Open book. It's, it's out there for you. It's why. It's why. Two that's bull, all. Two bulls touching horns like docking men. Okay. Um, yep, that was not a good analogy. Let's nope. Nope. Uh, let's speaking of moms. Let's <laughs> two. Yeah, you got a uh, two birds, one scone, Ryan. Yeah, that's the one. Oh my God. You got to feed a fed horse. Yes. Uh, we have the next one is uh the longest clip we have. It's it's most of the momcast. I'll be honest, it's the entirety of the momcast. It it come. My mom brings it up. I would say once a month. I, mostly, mostly to be like she would ask me how the the. She the blog thing is what she calls is this it. Journalism? She, she asked she asked me how the blog thing's going, and then she quickly pivots to Ryan's mom's a riot. Okay. Um I I went remember that jukebox date I told you about in the personalized podcast? Of course. So I saw her again. We recently oh, hung out. Of, of course. Uh, but she also loves the momcast, so she's obsessed with my mother. That's not a good sign, Ryan. I don't that's, know. She's, that's, listen, she's probably listening had, right now. So. You already had 17 red flags. Now you just want 18, 19, 20? She did. How many me, red flags do you need before she, you're she, like, all right, I'll sleep with you? She did. She did make me pick jukebox music, but she also did help me pack sweaters. So I can't, you know, I can't help. Oh my god! I know, I know, I know. Um, to uh, the anyway. people who are sending sweaters to, please wash them before you wear they're them. In, good news, they're in plastic. Hey. <laughs> you still touched them with her. That's I, all. I'm I, saying. I, only I touched them. Just for uh-huh. only my. I hands. don't know. I know only where your hands, hands have been, friend. I put them all on the table, and then we laid all. <laughs> I know where your hands have been. That's true. Um, is- editing this this podcast hard at night. Well, no, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Why did I do that? Uh huh. Oh God. Um. Let's go. You're just to- getting a little wet behind the ears. I get it. This is really bad. Uh. Let's go to the momcast, which this is long. It's the entirety of the momcast, guys. I'm not lying. Um. We'll come back. We'll talk about the last part of the episode, and uh, that'll be it. All right, here we go. Wow. Hello, Mother. Hi, sweetheart. Oh. 
<laughs> Hi, Mrs. Kaplan. How are Ryan. you? I don't think you've met Ryan. No, we have not had the pleasure to Hi. meet. Was... Oh, not we haven't. No, I'm doing well. Uh, you are Greg's mom, which is must be a hard thing to do. <laughs> oh, no, no, why? No, he's she's my son. How how would that make that difficult? What? <laughs> are you serious? Uh, you, my, you don't have to, you don't have to lie. Yeah, why are you lie to me? <laughs> it's right away. Well, wait a second. Wait a second, Ryan. Uh, I've told Ryan I'm your favorite child. Forget the only son. I, I knew the favorite child okay. thing. Yeah, I did know that. Okay. Okay. All right. So listen, what are you guys up to? Why is it that uh, you're having a telephone conversation with mothers? That's a great question. Uh, Greg, would you like to do that one? <laughs> well, we, we thought it's the off season. There's not a whole lot to talk about. And with yesterday being Mother's Day, we thought we'd, uh, Appreciate we'd be moms. good sons and we'd open up the floor to you to tell embarrassing stories about us or you know just just appreciate moms in general because you know you deserve to be appreciated okay all right so <laughs> let, me, let me uh let me understand this yes you, you are you are gregory's friend correct i wasn't gregory's <laughs> friend one time um I, there was a long time where i was not gregory's friend and then i've become closer to greg than you could ever imagine in the past three years greg and i talk every day and I know that seems like a lie, but it is not. There you, there you go. That is a surprise. I didn't think there was anybody on the planet that Gregory talked to every day. Every day, yeah, Greg Ryan, and I Ryan just threw me completely under the bus because I definitely call my mom like once every two weeks. <laughs> well, we text every day. It's not like we physically speak. We, we talk once a week for sure, at least for two hours um, it, during some weird podcast we do. But we, we do talk every day. Now, this oh, is, the, okay. yeah, well, Mom, listen, what, do you, what do you think a podcast is? I'm dying to know. I have no idea. That's why I'm asked, starting to ask these questions. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that we're doing as a group here. Does it have something to do with journalism? Does it have something to do with radio? Is it, is it, one, of your, is it one of your blogs? I mean, what, what is it? Well, um, you actually just hit it all on the head. It's a journalism radio blog. And I know that okay. sounds absolutely ridiculous, but that's exactly what it is. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm shocked that Greg hasn't tried to tell you more about this. Because I don't know no. if you know this, it's rather successful. <laughs> well, no. Gregory told me that he was in a, he was in a um, business with you, but I just didn't, under, I didn't get all the details of what, was, what the enterprise was. That's the part. It's, the only part that I... The only part that I was aware of was um, when it came to asking me questions about our accountant. Then I knew it was a business. <laughs> we did, yeah, I we, felt like that was probably the easiest way to leave it. To. We, we did the taxes, yeah. So uh, pretty much, just to fill you in real quick, we started a show about the hockey team and the New York Rangers like two and a half years ago. We didn't think anyone would listen, and people do, which is insane. Well, Actually, no, I just, that doesn't surprise me because I have to tell you, Gregory's probably been on a podium since he's five years old. He's, he's used to trying to be the center of attention and to get everybody to listen and follow him. So it's, he does uh, a great job. Was Greg giving monologues when he was like a child? Like, would he come to the kitchen? He'd be like 10 years old, sit down for dinner and just talk about the Mets rotation for 20 minutes? 
Okay, I have to ask you, I really, actually, Gregory was reading the New York Times when he was five years old because, and the reason he learned how to read was so that he could understand the, the play, what are those scores called? The box, box score? Yes, that was very important to Gregory, so he learned how to read early. He's the only child I know that actually searched for the New York Times every day. The Mets, the Mets were really uh, ingrained in him very early. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, nothing's oh, no. changed. No, all sports, not just the Mets. I mean, all sports. I mean, Gregory is a walking encyclopedia when it comes to sports. Boy, do I My know. mom would often, uh, my mom and my dad, I should say, would often tell me if I cared about education as much as I do about sports, I'd be a great student. You would be a great oh, no, doctor. No. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You would have followed in the footsteps. That's a great transition because I have to ask you about this. Um, you're uh, I know you're a doctor, as that's what I've been told. Now, Gregory's obviously no, that's my husband. My husband's the doctor. Okay, mom, mom's the nurse. Okay, but you're both in medical. Okay, that that we could we could clear that up. Now, there's plenty of times where Greg is sick, dying, or has a broken hamstring and does not call you. Is there a reason for that? (laughs) No, actually, I, I have to probably back that up a little bit. My kids actually all have a pretty good tolerance for pain. Okay, so the bottom line is they really have to be dying to call me. It really but, has to be something that really limits them. They're not uh, going to call me. They're not, you're, you're talking to the child that had a perfect attendance for most of elementary school. That, that was not by choice. You made me go to school. <laughs> I wanted to stay home. <laughs> But uh, the ha- the hamstring, I was dying. I think I called you like crying in the car. Yeah, no, you did call us for that. So I no, Ryan, he calls us if he has a medical problem that warrants attention. Okay. But no, Ryan, leave that where it is. Don't even try to uh, <laughs> go further. In. I'm leaving that right there. Yeah, no, he's not going to call me and whine. I, he's right. I I I don't have any sympathy for that. No, I, I call asking for pills. That's usually what I call asking for. That makes, that makes sense. Well, no, actually, in all fairness, that is true, but that needs to be clarified. The, the thing is, when he's saying he's asking for pills, he called me when he had strep throat. He's, he's right. He needed an antibiotic. No, he's right. He's right. He, he calls me when he knows that, you know, the treatment of choice is something that he can't get by himself. That's true. There's uh, there's two things I want to clarify. Greg has told a lot of stories on this podcast about his childhood, and there's there's two quick ones I want to just throw at you. Uh, and speaking of throwing, one of them was that uh, Greg, do you want do you want to rephrase this so I don't unphrase it about throwing a cake? Yeah, I just I've told Ryan and multiple people multiple times about the incident where you and I got in a fight on my birthday and you frisbeed my cake off the deck. That's true. <laughs> What I want to, I want to, I don't know if I've ever heard the story from your perspective. I want to hear the story from your perspective. Okay, Ryan, this is what happened. Okay, I'm ready. I, I actually, I, it was Gregory's birthday. Okay, I actually had to work. So I got home from work. Of course, since I worked all day, I ended up buying him an ice cream cake because the bottom line was obviously I wasn't home all day. I wasn't going to bake a cake because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I worked all day. So, I went outside, the dog, or said the dog, I don't know what it was, something caught my attention. I walked outside, and our patio, well, not our patio, our deck off the house was second story, okay? Mm -hmm. So I walked out the slider, I go out the slider, and Gregory thinks he's funny, he locks me outside. Oh, Greg. Okay. 
I'm tired. I've worked all day. I haven't taken my clothes off yet from work. I needed to pee, and he locks me outside. All right, fine. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a way to get in the house. I could have walked down a flight and a half of stairs, gone in through the garage, walked back up a flight of stairs, and let myself in. I could have, but I didn't. What I did was I was having a conversation with a child who decided he was going to be funny, and it was hilarious that I was stuck outside. Well, it was so hilarious that after about the fifth request of asking him to let me in, with threatening him with bodily harm and that he was not going to be breathing when I did get in, he finally let me in the house. When I got in the house, I was so angry. I'm not a physical person. Okay, maybe another mother would have spanked him or another mother would have slapped him. Uh, I don't know what other people do. I'm not physical. Mm -hmm. So my way of getting even with Gregory was through his stomach. I took that cake and I flung it. (laughs) Did did Greg did Greg cry on the spot? He didn't cry, but I mean, he was justifiably upset. Uh, Yeah. He was shocked. To be honest with you, I think I shocked the pants off of him. I think that was, I'm going to be, I, that was an expert move on your part. I, there's no better move than there was right there. I told him, I said, you shouldn't have locked me outside. That's what I told him. I said, if you wanted a case, you, I, I threatened him. I told him, I said, when I get in the house, you have no idea. I am so angry. I told him. I said, I, 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 I said your, your, your famous words were now I feel better. That's a great story. There's actually one more story I want to clarify. That Greg tells me this story about how he was working at this particular store that had he had a very mean and angry boss who he went oh, and fought. God, yeah. Yep. He went to go fight and get yeah. his money, but Greg said he got arrested. But it sounded like he got scolded by the cops. Do you think he was arrested? We got arrested. What? <laughs> no, because well, the way Greg said it, 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 it sounded like they were like gave him a warning. No, we got arrested. We we actually had to go to court. The guy actually called the cops and told the cops we were trespassing. Oh my god! All right, Greg. And then who's, mom, 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 you always leave out the part. Whose idea was it to stay in the store once we call, he called the cops? Well, to be honest with you, how can you get? I, I didn't really even think it was possible that you could get arrested for trespassing in a public place that's a store. How do you get arrested in a store? It's because okay. it's it's because it's private. <laughs> but, you know, but the guy he did he called the cops and the cops and actually you know Greg and I were going to leave anyways, but because the guy you know he refused to pay him. Now the upshot upside of the story, okay? The low life person I don't know if he still owns the store because who knows? I, I just the, assume he's dead. It's fine. Okay. The upside the upside of it is that because you know the guy did that to me. See, I'm. I'm kind of like, you don't want to, I guess you really don't want to piss me off, okay? I'll get, I will get even. Okay, just like the case, okay, I will get even. So, what I did was, I telephoned the Labor Department. They told me since uh, Gregory was owed back uh, wages, 
they asked me for detailed information. I got them all the information. I filled out all the paperwork for Gregory. All Gregory had to do was sign it. I sent it. I overnighted it to this lady. And Gregory ended up getting paid for that job. And that guy ended up having to pay taxes on money not only for Gregory, but they had another employee that they were paying under the book. New York State frowned upon that. You're supposed to pay taxes, okay? New York State likes getting their money. So the guy actually got a violation, and he actually had to pay a fine. So with all said and done, yes, it wasn't a wonderful experience for Gregory. He ended up doing a little community service at the hospital, which was greatly appreciated. And the bottom line was the guy got mud for being a jerk. He should have just paid my son. I'm just. Okay. My mom also leaves out the part where she too had to serve community service, but the only place in Cooperstown you can serve community service is the hospital. And she and since she worked there. there, she didn't have to do anything. <laughs> well, that's that's great to know. You know, but the, yeah, but see, that's the difference. So, Gregory, nothing would have been gained. I mean, if they had me do community service, I mean, you know, I mean, I work in the recovery room. I mean, they can't, they can't tell the hospital that all of a sudden one of their charge nurses isn't working anymore. <laughs> well, you know, well, I mean, you also, you also felt so guilty good. that you actually did volunteer at the library for a week. I did. I volunteered. Yes, I did. And I had one week of those people and realized I could not. I was so glad I didn't have to do any community service. <laughs> so the moral of the story, Ryan, is if uh, if you want to get arrested, just be a nurse. You won't have to do community service. Now I know. i got to change careers. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to go to school, though, Ryan. Uh, see, I did that with your son. And that's how we met each other. But we both got degrees we don't use. So that's fun. I use my degree a little. Okay. That's loose. I said a little. I didn't say a lot. I use my degree a little too. Uh, no, but I can get it tomorrow. Yeah, but actually, that's not really actually communication is one of those type degrees that you can make it work in almost any occupation. That's what I they. Mean, that's what they told me about psychology. That's what I do. But I don't. I don't do psychology yeah. at all. Yeah, but I mean, you. But you use some of the things that you learned. I mean, there's a lot of things that you learn in various degrees that you know at the time you think they're worthless but you realize that you've picked up some you know some really good um interviewing skills i mean look at it that's how i look at it i to me going to work every day was a learning experience every day i learned something because my patients were such a diverse population i always learned some tidbit about something that i would have never been exposed to if i didn't take care of my patients Greg, so, Greg, what's the one thing you've learned in the past two months at your job? Um, I'm not. You, we're not. We don't get political on this podcast, right? We don't get political. That's right. We don't do that. Uh, Mom, most embarrassing story you're willing to share with Ryan about me? Most embarrassing story? You mean? Oh, where you embarrassed me? Oh, <laughs> just just one 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 or two. You think Ryan's really gonna like? Okay, one's fine. What? what one is fine whatever you want to tell doesn't bother okay. doesn't bother me when gregory i don't know if gregory's gonna like this one oh. when gregory was very very young okay we're talking like two two and a half he was very young okay but gregory's always been very verbal i mean he's always had a great vocabulary really? so mm -hmm. even when he was young he could he usually spoke pretty well 
I mean, some of his words were babyish, but he got his point across. Nothing's okay. changed. All right. All right. My mother's visiting. Okay. <laughs> I know this story. This is great. Okay. She decides she's going to take them. She's going to take them to the movies. I'm at work. No, I think it was the movies. It was either the supermarket or the movies. I think it was the movies. So anyway, she took him to the movies. So he apparently had to go to the bathroom. And instead of saying to my mother that he had a full bladder or a big bladder. <laughs> no, Freddie, stop, okay? If you're going to talk, then talk, okay? So anyway, but what he said, instead of telling her he had a full bladder... He said to it, and in the movie theater, in his unfortunately loud little boy voice, okay, um, and for everyone to hear around him, okay, yeah. he says to Grandma, I have to go to the bathroom. I have a very big penis. <laughs> uh, this has been perfect. There's, there's nothing better than what just happened. No, nothing's changed. I still, I still yell that in very crowded places. It's true. I've been with them. Honestly, my poor mother. She said she, she, I, she sat there for a minute and then just said, "Okay, let's go to the bathroom." You know, but I have to tell you, my mother's a good sport. If it had been my mother-in-law, she would have been mortified. Okay. <laughs> okay. But my mother just, my mother took it well. I, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie, Mom. I thought you were going to tell Ryan the story about when I called the cops. Oh, that one? Oh, yeah. you want me to tell him that one? And we're okay. here. You can't just cliffhanger us. Okay. All right. My mother's visiting again. All she, right. she, yeah, my, my grandma brought out the worst of me. It's basically what this uh, is all going to tell us. My, my, this is funny. Okay. I picked Gregory up at nursery school. All right. We get in the car. All right. We're driving home from nursery school. My, he's in his car seat. My mother, you know, he's he's little. Again, he's like two and a half. He's little. Two and a half, three. He's a baby. Sorry, he's in his car seat. I'm driving this. Okay, I never swear in the car. I always call people when the children were little. I always called them stupid things like, oh, what a toad, what a jerk. You know, I always called them names, but I never swore in front of them. So, okay, so I'm, I'm saying he's a toad, he's a jerk, he's carrying on. I... So, unfortunately, I emphasized it. What I said was, where's a cop when you need one? That stupid guy cut me off. I just slam on the brakes. I quick had to turn to get out of his way because he turned in front of me. I was so aggravated. And I turn, you know, I turn around. Gregory's fine. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. Okay. Mom's fine. We get home. We get in the house. Of course, I'm still talking about the jerk, right? So, I'm saying, what a jerk. Where do these people, how come they drive? They, you know, this. People are trying to kill people, blah, 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 blah. Where's the cop? You know, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm in the kitchen. I put up the water for tea. I'm getting my mother something to drink. I'm getting Gregory a drink. And the telephone rings. And I think, oh, okay. So, you know, I answer the phone. Deep voice, baritone. This guy says, um, is this, you know, uh, is this uh, some da-da-da? I said, yes. You know, I am the, you know, homeowner, you know. Uh, he says, this is officer, blah, 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 blah. And he starts to tell me who he is. And I'm like, going, what the heck is going on? He said, do you have a young child? I said, well, of course I do. I said, of course I do. He said, do you know that he just dialed 911 and said that you had an emergency at this phone number and hung up the phone? I said, 
I said, I said, oh, oh, I am so sorry. I said, you know, I said, if there's a really logical explanation for this, and I start to tell him, the guy goes, do you or do you not have an emergency? I said, no, officer, I do not. Okay, goodbye. Click. <laughs> All right. I stood there for like 30 seconds with my mouth open. Okay. At first, I'm thinking to myself, what do I tell Gregory? Do I tell Gregory he's in trouble for calling 911? Or do I laugh <laughs> about this? Or do I, or do I ignore this? I thought about it. You know, I didn't say anything immediately. Then I thought about it. And I said to myself, you know what? If I'm ever on the floor, the, the kid will call 911. I cannot be, you know, I cannot correct this behavior. So I said to Gregory, I said, honey, did you call the police? Well, yes, that man cut you off and you said you needed a placement. I said, yeah. I said, I did say that, didn't I? I said, My, I my grandma you. nearly died. Oh, she, <laughs> I, I think she, she, was, she might not she have stopped laughing. She was, she was peeing her pants. She was hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. And she said to me, are you going to reprimand him? I said, you know, I really can't. I said, because you know what? I, I was the one that told him to do that. I said, you know, I really... I told him to do that. I mean, basically, here I am in the car repeating myself saying, oh, where's the cop when I need one? Boy, I wish there was a cop here. I mean, I must have said it like four times. I, you know? so, I think uh, the, what, we, what we learned from this, Mom, is anything I do, it's definitely your fault. Oh, definitely. What do you mean? I get paid for everything. <laughs> what do you mean? Definitely my fault. It has nothing to do with my fault. It's just that all my children blame me for everything that happens in their lives, regardless. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Oh, just God. remember one thing, Brian. Yes. That I am the first to take credit for every single accomplishment my children have. I take and, great And Greg has accomplished so people. much, like still being alive. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We do the show together. We, we're, we're great. He's made a great friend group. He has good relationships and he works very hard. There you go. There you go. I, I see and I it sounds like you do too. I, we, we, Greg and I have accomplished the exact same amount of nothing. <laughs> so it's... Well, uh, well, so we're very we'll, simple. We'll accomplish, we'll accomplish stuff in Montreal. I'm going to Montreal with Ryan. I, I will be there. Yes. Um, okay. Well, you guys enjoy yourself. We you will. You guys have a good time. Mrs. And really, uh, you know, you just, you have to remember that whatever you, I told my kids this forever, whatever you do as a living for a job or whatever, you have to love it. Otherwise you just can't do it. That's why we do the show. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Kaplan, before you go, uh, do you have any particular questions for us about the show or for me or anything? If not, we could just end it right here. So you guys just really do, you do sports. You guys follow sports and you, it's like a blog. You just have a, a following that, that follows and listens to you guys as you kind of like do a sports broadcast. We talk yep. about the Rangers for about 20 to 25 minutes. And then for the rest of the hour, we don't really talk about the Rangers and people still listen. That's exactly what happens. I'd say people were more excited hearing that our moms were coming on the podcast than they were about whatever we have to say about the Rangers. Yep. Ah, well, I hope Ryan's mom had as much as fun as I did. I she's, think you guys are Ryan. She's coming on next, so that'll be a fun uh, time. You tell her, okay, you tell her have a wonderful evening. I and will. I hope she has a wonderful Mother's Day. I will tell her that. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay, I really appreciate yep. it. Okay, talk to you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 
I'm still recording. And there she goes. I'm still recording. Just so you oh, know. Okay. We're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna transition into my mother right now. All right. Um, that was a fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly forgot about the big penis story. I'm really uh, happy she brought that I, up. That's incredible, and something that will definitely be said on this podcast again. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go get my mom set up on this. So I'm gonna give her a call and tell her what to do to how to call in this, and then we're gonna go for that. So transition to mom number two. Uh, I cannot believe that just happened. Here we go. Hey, we're back with my mom. We just had Greg's mom on. Mom, Mrs. Mrs. Mommy. That was weird. Mom, say hello. Hi, everybody out there. Yes. Hi, Ryan. Hi, hi Greg. Hi. You, you've spoken to Greg one time before? Maybe? Maybe, yes. We, we yeah, met we, at, we the, met, we at, met. The, at the birthday parties. Greg, Greg. No, we met. No, uh, no we that's met very different quickly. <laughs> it was very quickly before you, you, uh, Ryan. Like you should to come the to the birthday parties because they're awesome. Yeah. Well, Greg, oh, okay. I, yeah, it was. It was the. It was the. It was the meetup game. Oh yes, yes. We got. You got to oh, meet there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he stayed over. We used um, to come to the birthday parties. They're fun. Okay. He was invited. I never, I never get invited. He was definitely invited. Um, I talked <laughs> I'm to I'm inviting guy. you now. See, this is why you should have me as your co-host. I would have you at all the parties. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> the shit. <laughs> the shit on already. Thanks, Mom. Um, glad to have you on. So, uh, you know, we're doing a special Mom's Day episode, and then uh, in June we'll do a Dad Day episode. Your thoughts on that? I have thoughts on that. I guess uh, Greg's dad could be there doing all the talking, and then you would just sit there with cricket sounds in the background when you ask your father questions. <laughs> uh, ser- serious question. What do you think would happen if I called dad? Uh, our dad, dad? I was like, I would be like, dad, it's your son. He'd be like, who? He'd be like, who? And then he would cry, and then he would hang up, and then he would get high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going swimmingly. Um... You know, we want to spend some time uh, appreciating our mothers. You know, usually what people do is they post these long sonnets on social media, but we decided to bring our moms on, on our podcast. Uh, I think I think our idea is better. Like, who, a picture tells a thousand words. I'd rather my mom just say a thousand words. Right. Yeah. And we can. I could talk forever. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Greg, do you want to ask any questions in particular? You want to start there? I have a lot. Okay. Uh, After you, Gregory. First, First, first and foremost, how exactly have you tolerated that for 28 years? Well, because I'm exactly like him. <laughs> it's, Ouch. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's easy to deal uh, with yourself if you, if you like yourself. And we happen to, the Mead family happens to have some self-confidence. Uh, and we're, very, we're very sarcastic people. I don't know what, if you uh, noticed that about us. Ryan? No. What? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um. Oh man, there's so there's so many. I'm trying to think of which ones are appropriate and which ones aren't. Oh, they're um, all appropriate. Even if they're not, the, the inappropriate ones would probably be the better way to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, I, well, I know I know that our mutual friends are going to listen to this, so let let's let's start a fight right here. Uh, who's your favorite Ryan friend? Oh my God! <laughs> this is good. Artist, artist, or dog? Oh, that's a that's a oh. really Switzerland oh, answer. No, I, I don't want a political answer. That's a political um, answer. Mom. I am I I am Ryan's I am Ryan's favorite friend. Whoa, another political oh. answer. Oh, oh you, what are this you is, are you running for president? Oh. What are you I, doing? I just wanted you to say Joe Binks, and then I was going to move on with my day. She doesn't really know Joe as well. Oh, this is what? Too obvious. Oh, oh, I like that answer. That's a good answer for Joe. Well, um, the answer is probably Louise. 
So yeah, anyway, th- this is no, no one mad. This, this is so I... for people listening. No one cares about this. All right, keep move on. <laughs> I I mean, I'm just gonna ask the most obvious one because it's the thing I I don't understand how Ryan pulls any ladies. Can you explain this to me? What what is it? Ryan's got mojo. <laughs> I don't believe it. Okay. I've seen him. I've hung out with him. I've talked with him weekly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen. I've never seen the actual, you know, the actual scene and you know, moving along there with Ryan and Deborah. But apparently, there's some kind of voodoo or something Ryan's got that that people gravitate towards him. Can't explain it. It's just some kind of uh, mojo. My mo- my mo- the- my mother once called uh, my reproductive organ a magical flute. Holy shit. (laughs) She said she's just just to give some context to this, we were No 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 context needed. I think it's perfectly fine. No, no, some some context. Uh, one day I think I was I was hanging out with some girl and she left. Uh, I think she was much more attractive than I was. And my mom was I don't get it. What is your what is it? Play the flute? So, so you're not the only one that uh, thinks that, Greg. I I guess that that helps answer my second question. Does Ryan introduce you to these ladies? Because I have a strict nobody meets my mom policy. We also have a strict. No, I don't. We have a strict nobody beats my mom policy. Nope, nope, nope. There's a we uh, backdoor entrance to the house. And that's the way that's the way we roll. Not the only time that happens. Hey, night, hey, what, uh, happens Shore, what happens in Bayshore stays in Bayshore. You know what I mean? That's... Thank you. Uh, Ryan is also famous for hosting all these events at the house. How, how are you okay? Like, wh- what was your role in all of these? Like, Ryan talks a big game about how, like, a, a ECT started at his in his backyard. Hey, Mom, for reference, ECT oh. is the fighting game tournament where I had, like, 55 I, no, people in my okay. backyard. Okay, one of my, one of my favorite stories, right? I come home, I was waitressing at the time, and it's like 11.30 at night, and I'm in my uniform, and I smell like fried fish, and I'm tired, and I'm cranky. And I'm like, there's cars up and down my block, parked everywhere. The whole neighborhood's full of cars. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I get to my backyard, and there's a bouncer at my gate. <laughs> because there's a giant bouncer at my gate, da- right? And Darren, I'm like, Darren and is I'm... six foot eight. Yeah, big, big fella. So I come walking, and they're like, and they're collecting five dollars to come into my backyard, okay? So, um, you know, even back then, entrepreneur. So I come in, and the, the guy looks at me, and he, he goes, "He goes, the mom's here, the mom's here." So they let me in the backyard. I got through the bouncer. There were TVs everywhere throughout the backyard, set up all over the place. Millions of kids playing video games. I've never seen anything like it. But there was a bouncer at my gate. I almost. He didn't, didn't run this happen. by you before hosting the tournament. <laughs> No, no, I think no, no, because we don't. That's not how we roll. It's kind of like you know, I come home like it's just, it's just I come home and I'll be like, oh, Ryan's got forty-five kids. Like one time, Domino's came to the house. I swear to God, with sixty pizzas. Remember they used to do the four by four or four thing. The five, uh, the yeah, the five Domino's. by five. Yeah, and all of a sudden, uh, Domino's things. The guys, the guys, literally bringing in sixty pizza boxes to the four hundred kids in the backyard. I come back. I'm like, what, what is happening exactly? So. And I, I'm a heavy sleeper, so you know it's hard to say ever really what's going on here. No, yeah, you really never know. It's incredible. Um, what's uh, I never know. I, I, I like to I like to make fun of Ryan for coming up with extravagant ideas and never following through. What is what is the most ridiculous thing Ryan has tried to run by you that he just never fe- followed through? There's on? a lot. <laughs> oh, there are 
Yeah. Um, oh my God, Ryan and I are so good with pipe dreams. Um, <laughs> we pipe had the terraria, the terrariums. Oh yeah, oh, we talked. We talked about that. We talked about the terrarium thing. We've gone deep on how I wanted to do the terrarium thing. The terrarium thing that was big. You know what the thing is too, but. I'm always, I'm, I'm so crazy supportive. I'm like, that is a great fucking idea. Rock that shit out. And then all of a sudden we're like, you can't put plants in a little fucking light bulb. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so um, we did the terrarium thing. There have been a number of, God, Ryan, what, what, what other little um, dietetic pizza ideas have we had here? Uh, we've, we've had a lot of stuff over the years. Can we talk about how we had a microwave with only one button that worked on it? What? <laughs> so I don't cook really. So uh, when we moved into this house, we were at the um, less wealthy stage of our lives. So we bought the house. Not much house, has changed, house, but okay. We didn't really have a kitchen. Huh? Not much has changed, but okay. Not, so, like, not like we're killing it now. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, but we have we have a kitchen now. We're, we're you know, we're, we're like millennial people. That's correct. Uh, but back then, we, all we had was a microwave, and I only button work with popcorn, I think. So, <laughs> so anything we could, it's not really as funny as it is. Well, no, it was funny because I would have to know exactly what each food item and how many popcorns it would take. Like, oh, soup. That's 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 two and a half popcorns. Because because it, it wasn't it wasn't like popcorn. Uh, it wasn't like popcorn was a full power microwave. It would be like seventy percent of microwaving. So on the instructions, it wasn't like you know. Um, so popcorn was a minute and thirty. It wasn't like okay, I'll just put it in for three minutes. Two popcorns. It was like oh, it's seventy percent. So I had to figure out what all pizza. And every other item was in popcorns. And yeah, it was a good time. So you think you would have been more of a rocket scientist with that kind of upbringing? Well, no. Let's talk about right. how, how uh, I, did, I didn't do too well in school. And then also I fell down the stairs and you kicked me. Um, let's do that real quick. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, well. So. Okay. No, this is, this is a really true story. So we used to live uh, where there were apartments next to each other. And Ryan would go next door to the babysitter on Friday when I went to work. So Ryan went to talk to the babysitter, and I, for whatever reason, I decided I was going to go into the babysitter's house and see Ryan. And Ryan's laying on the floor shaking. Like, look, well, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you were leaving for work, what? and then you, for whatever reason, you weren't supposed to come back, but you did. I did, right. I was not supposed to come back. I had forgot something to tell you something, and I came in, and I walk in, and Ryan's laying on the floor like a piece of bacon, just <laughs> popping around, popping around. <laughs> So now I'm late for work and Brian being a jokester and also Ryan, if sometimes if Ryan wants you to do something, he might get a little more dramatic about it. Okay. Brian so I think I thought Brian doesn't want me to go to work. He's laying on the floor being dramatic and pretending like he's having a seizure or something. So I'm like, Ryan, get up, Ryan, get up. I have to go to work. I'm going to be late. Get up. And I'm kicking him with my work shoe. I'm like, get up, get up. And then, then we find out that Ryan fell down the flight of stairs. <laughs> And uh, I and was having a seizure. Was having a seizure. Yep. <laughs> and he did end. He did end up in pediatric ICU for five days. So yep. Oh. Yep. Still alive, and that's why I can't ah. do math. So there in, you go. in fairness, uh, kicking to see if they're all right is my go-to move as well. And I, I come, <laughs> I come from a medical family, so I, I think that's tried yeah, and true. I, I think it's outstanding parenting skills on my behalf. You know what I mean? But listen, I didn't leave him there. I actually put him in the car and took him to the hospital. Oh, so that, I have to get some props. I for appreci- that. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, quick quick, quick side note. When was the last time you got child support? Oh, um, 1994. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right? Ryan tells me nothing's off limits, and then I, I'm not even the one dropping the stuff that's off limits. Yeah, you know. It's no, there's. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, 
not what are you gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. Not not get chops for you, yes. Uh, have you uh what what's the dumbest thing Ryan has done for you? Like the like you you sit back and you think to yourself, God damn it, that's my kid. That's my kid. You know, here's the thing. I was thinking about that before, and I'm not even being smolty about the Ryan Mead thing, but Ryan Mead kind of kind of was born with, like, like a pamper diaper in one hand and his bottle in the other. So he's kind of been, like, self-sufficient since he was, since he was like, a fetus. You know what I mean? So I can't even think of one thing. That, can you think of anything, Ryan, that you did that was really... Also, you don't really like, get remember, you don't really get angry, and that's kind of been our deal. We don't really get angry. Like there was times where I broke windows, I broke stuff around the house, I had fifty people in the backyard. Like for example, and just to throw this out here, Greg's mom was just on, and if Greg had 50, 50 people in the backyard, uh, Greg would have been hanging by a noose. I mean, <laughs> I, I should have had a story about when I had a house party. She was very angry about me. I shouldn't say hanging by a noose, but yeah, ra- no. ra- rather Greg would have been beaten. I, I would have been. A, my yeah. mom said she's not physical. She would have got physical that day. Yes, he would have. So, <laughs> so when you say I've been, I just, I, I just I, took a slice of pizza and went to bed. That's kind of what I've. We've been. It, it, my mom and I have been a team pretty much our whole life. We've been like this, this two person show of survival, and now here we are. So really, I have so surviving. Have you have you have you ever done anything that resulted in Ryan uh, having to appear in court like my mom has done to me? No, no, actually, I haven't had him arrested or anything. <laughs> but why don't you tell that story? We, we did. We, we did tell that you'll, story you'll, already. You'll, 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 you'll hear it. You'll oh. hear it. You'll know. Oh, okay. It, it's, it's yeah, a no, no, no. I, I, I had, Ryan's parole officer has never been to this house. No, fresh out. The only time we had to go to court is when a pit bull was attacking our, our, uh, our entire car. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did, we did have an attack pit bull in the neighborhood, and we had to go to go to court for that but that wasn't about ryan that no. was about brian being eaten by a yeah, no that's that's mr 305 you can't ever really account for what he's gonna do no, never. Um, yeah no we don't, we don't want something bad happen to ryan greg i think we've gone through a lot here magical flutes uh um... i'll just I'm, so there's, there's gone never places been... that i wouldn't have seen coming but that's okay <laughs> i just the thing i love most about doing this is um ryan was self-sufficient out of the womb and apparently i wanted to read I don't remember ever wanting to read. You were reading the New York Times when you were two years old, apparently. I was five. Okay. When I was two years old, I was saying I had a big penis and was calling cops. Yep. So we've learned a lot about each other. <laughs> so Ryan plays the flute. You've got... <laughs> we're, 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 made, we're basically what we're saying is we're made for each other. And our, our moms are the big this reason not, that's true. Yeah, this is not the direction I thought it'd be going in. But interesting to learn so much, you know, information about well, both of you well, that, like this. That's a good question, you know, now that we're here. Where did you think this was going to go? <laughs> I wasn't really sure. I was heading more in the giraffe direction. Oh, but, yeah, let's you know. talk about this. This is good. Um, so on the Rangers right now, there is a current player named Ryan Spooner, and he's obsessed with giraffes. You are also obsessed with giraffes. You were part of a giraffe fan. Obsessed. You were part of a giraffe fan club. You support multiple I giraffes am. in the United States. You know a lot of giraffes by name. Um, you watch. I have. You watch the April birth live. Oh um, my god, I'm crazy. scarred by that birth. Um. So. So here, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. So okay. I'm going to throw this out to all the all the fans and everything like that. Yes. So I think we. I don't know if you could take a vote or something like that. We could do that. But this is what I'm thinking. Okay. So I really want to go to Tennessee to see Alf, my my second favorite giraffe after April, okay? And I want Ryan to take me to Tennessee, to Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee, to see Alf. And Ryan's kind of dragging his feet about it, not, you know, not really into the whole thing. 
So I don't know if your fan base can take a vote. And if we, enough votes come in that say, yes, Ryan's taking me to Tennessee, Ryan's taking me to Tennessee to see Alf, and we will do a live podcast from oh. the zoo. I, I am all over this. Oh I will make God. this happen. I hate this. But, uh, this is leverage. Thinking, You're using this as leverage. Has, Ryan, Ryan hasn't so, told you that. Uh, I, so I work in news up in Albany, but one of the stations that um, we work with is a station out in Syracuse. So for an entire summer, the, all Syracuse news stories would be about April. Like if April coughed or farted, we had to do breaking news coverage. As she was pregnant with Tajiri. <laughs> My mom pays for the text updates on April. Like you know, I do. I, I pay for the I pay for the private April page. I'm a little obsessed. It was I'm going uh, up there for for draft with giraffe. I'm going to drink beer with giraffe. Oh my god! I'm going up. It there. was it was yes, April 24/7. Once we got to the due date, everyone was like on call until April gave birth, and her giving birth literally scarred me. I I, I can't look at animals <laughs> the same way anymore. What it falls out, like it changes the whole view of things, doesn't it? It really does. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even the falling out, Ryan. It was like the 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 fireworks that came out of that area before it fell out. It, it I I don't know. Childbirth is interesting. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and and that's a good circle around here to say thanks, mom. I really appreciate everything you've done for us. Like, you know what? You're my favorite giraffe, Ryan. You know, I'm your favorite child too, as because I'm the only one. Um. So, yeah, that makes it so much easier. Th- that was super she, easy. She no, knocked, so she knocked, you- See, see, Ryan. Ryan's the only child, so you know, you know when you knocked it out of the park, and you know you hit a home run. I'm the youngest, which means they finally got it right and decided to stop. <laughs> so everybody's a winner here. Everybody's exactly. a winner. That's it. I, and I'm a winner too because everybody's going to vote for Kathy Mead and Ryan Mead to go to Bright Zoo in Tennessee in Limestone, so we could see Elf, 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 Elf. My mom is obsessed with Elf the giraffe, so. Um, you would have taken someone else, but things happen. Anyway, uh, Greg, do you have any, (laughs) we're not getting into that. Um, we don't talk politics. Anyway, um, Greg, do you have any, no, no, no. Do you have any final questions for my mom? I, 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 Greg, do you want to come with us to see Elf? I'm not going to say no. Let me put it that way. We're all, Uh, Greg and I are trying to go to Europe together. Oh yeah. That's a thing. Europe's more up. Come on, we got it. It's it's Tennessee. That's where it's at. There's a giraffe pool in your name. They were already eliminated. Ryan, Greg, you know, you, you Ryan, know, I've, Greg. I've, I've heard that Tennessee is the Europe of America. That's what everyone says. That's what I heard. Yeehaw, baby. And, <laughs> you know, you can go to Europe anytime. When can you go see a giraffe named Al? Not the that, Alps. Alps. That's Think right. Ten- Tennessee is uh, is on the time. It's on a, a strict time limit. So I understand this one, too. Um. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, a vote for Kathy is a vote for happiness. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any questions for Greg Not or anything, Bob, before we get out of here? No, it was a pleasure, though, getting to know you better and talking to you guys and knowing that you have so much in common. Right. Um, this has been a really humbling experience for both of us. <laughs> I, I'm, ha- I'm happy we've crossed this off our podcast bucket list. Though. This has been as inappropriate as it could have been for both uh, moms of ours. So that's nice. Yeah, I, I have to say, you know, but that's that's how we roll. You know what that's I mean? What if you're do. not going to be honest now, when are you going to be honest? Thanks yeah, for- I just, I, I really wasn't expecting so much penis talk during a mom cast. <laughs> You know what? I wasn't really either, but you know. Here we are. I was going to say something stupid like, you need to rise you you to, to the occasion, but I'm going to let oh that go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to hear this. Yeah, that's oh. true. 
Uh, a good amount of people. Anyway. But, um, but, hey, hey, a good amount of people are going to send you to Tennessee to go see Alf. That's right. So that's right, Ranger fans, Blue <laughs> Breakaway fans. Send me, let, vote yes, so me, Ryan, and Greg can go to Limestone, Tennessee. And Greg, yes. See Alf. <laughs> and we, we could drink. I'll drink. <laughs> we could play beer pong. Oh, we, my we, God. It'd be so much fun. Bob, we're not 22. <laughs> Think about the possibility. Neither, well, neither am I. Well, I played big part at the last party. That's true. You did. Um, all right. I did. We're, uh, we're out of here. Mom, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Remember, vote for us. Vote for Kathy. Okay. All right. Bye, Mom. <laughs> thanks, all right, guys. Thanks, take care. Thanks bye. for moving back home. Really appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> There's nothing better than the MomCast. It's my favorite it, thing we've ever done. It's hard to top. I but... don't think we could ever. Like, the only thing that could ever top it is ex-girlfriend cast, right? Oh. <sighs> Um, we should, uh, yeah, but which one are we going to choose of yours? Um, Vicky's not as fun. Like, I, like, big fan of Vicky. We're still friends. She would only be nice. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Tara is an airhead. I don't think she'd say something that she thinks funny and we'd be like, <laughs> Vicky uh, would be like, no, Ryan's fine. He's cool. I'm like, yeah, okay, thanks. Let, let's bring Jessica on. Jesse? <laughs> oh, God. Wait, what was the last one's name? Rebecca. Oh, oh my God. We're one. doing yeah. call outs? <laughs> Yeah, you've had too many. I can't remember their names. I've had a good amount of girlfriends. In my yeah, I haven't. I've had Tara. She's the love of my life, and I'm waiting for her to come back. <laughs> she's an Aaron, and I love her dearly. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the perfect amount of stupid for me. She's dumb enough to actually be with me. So that gotta work. That's actually a good point. Um, yeah, the the girl I've been definitely not dating. Hundred uh, percent not dating this person. No, we're not. We're not dating. We've just been sleeping together for two years. Wow, we're really getting personal. Yeah. No, but she's too smart. She'd never go for that. It's that simple. There's only one true girl I'm in love with. Um, anyway, let's... Uh, I probably spent $400 on her last night. Too. <laughs> I, uh, how much are we going to say about ah, this? See, now you do it, too. I just you did do it, Greg. Too. That was the most Greg noise I've ever done in my life. And you definitely didn't do it on purpose. I did. That's the worst part. Uh, how much are we going to say much. about the Euro trip when we get back? I'm going to open book. You want to ask, I'll tell. I think the only way for us to do it, though, is to bring on, like, a pan, uh, a host and to just pepper us with questions. You think someone that was on the trip? No. No, it has to be... <laughs> no. It has, it has to be someone who just comes in and is asking questions blind, thinking, there's no way they did X. Let me ask X. And we go, oh, no, we did X. So Woj. Sissy. So Woj. 100% Woj. Woj has to come on and just be like, I need to know everything. Here's Here's a list of questions I have. How many? Who else? Future employers, I want to say we do have an advertiser. Um, we also have done really great. We've grown over 100% every single year. So future, future advertisers, you also have to know that some of this is parody. We're not telling you which part is parody. Yeah, it's like, the part like, where we it's, talk it's, about it's, the range. parody law. Yeah, it's the, yeah, we don't really know. Yeah. Experts. yeah, you don't know. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. Okay, great. Um, let's go to the final. Uh, this is, this is going to be it. It's going to be this and then 20th Century Fox noise. Um, this is an old episode that me and greg did we never released to the public we're giving out their special because we feel bad that we're not giving a real podcast to you despite me thinking this is one of our best podcasts of all time so go with me Could uh, be. it's up there it's uh, this will be on the all-time list next year no uh, uh why are we going back to europe next year no but we only no. do these podcasts when when we're out of the country uh that's true sounds like we're going back to europe next year even, all right fine even when one of us is out of the country we still record so i don't know uh, it has to be when both are. I know. All right. I so could find. I could find somewhere to go. I can figure it out. We'll figure it out. I don't know. 
But uh, here we go. We're going to do a bitch or no bitch. Uh, we didn't know if we released this because I don't know if bitch is like offensive. But I don't care anymore. So here you go. Uh, uh, well, if, I, if you we, think bitch is uh, – you know what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do I'm it. I'm going to come out. I want to do it, Ryan. Don't do it. <laughs> I want to do it. Let no, me do it. Listen, we, I actually say I think some point in this episode we just lost 500 subscribers. <laughs> I don't want to lose more. <laughs> oh, but that was for the question. It was. And we only gained from there, huh? Yeah. When yeah. we did the question, we were almost at 2,000 followers now on Twitter. Yeah. I don't even think we were at 1,500. Yeah. No, I don't even know if we were at 1,000. We were at 1,000 when we did the question. The question was a long time ago. I dude. know. It's been a while. It's been a while. All right. Uh, don't do it. Uh, bitch is fine. It's fine. It's, you get what we're saying. We're not being derogatory. We don't hate women. We love women. Okay. They're good. Oh, it's not about women at all. I'm just no, saying, if you think bitch is offensive, that means you're a bitch. <laughs> there you go. Self-test. Yeah, great. Self-test. Great. All right, uh, bitch or no bitch now. We'll be back next week. Super, I don't know. It's going to be a, a wild show. Might be a little shorter than usual. Usually we do an hour. It might be 45 minutes this time, but I have not. I got, a, I got a three and a half hour car ride home, man. I'll might, go three and a half It might be a two and a half hour show. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of time to kill. Bitch or no bitch. Love you guys. See you when we get back. Bye. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans and our special patron listeners who are getting this a month early. This is our first ever episode of Bitch or No Bitch. Greg, the offensive episode starts here. Let's, uh, pretty much on today's episode, we're going <laughs> to... Do we, do we want to talk about people who actually get offended by the word, first and foremost? I don't. You know what? <laughs> because it's not really worth the fight. I don't. Look, so here's what we're going to do to appease the people that have virgin ears. Uh, henceforth, it'll be known as B or no B. Yeah, B or no okay? B. Yeah. Because Ryan and I legitimately sat down and tried to come up with a different term to explain the type of players we're about to talk about, and there just isn't one. We've known them our entire lives as bitches. Right. So that's and that's just what they are. If you think I don't have the the, the bitch uh, the thor- thesaurus in front of me, you're crazy. I definitely have it open. These people are carps. They're fuss. They're gripe, Greg. <laughs> yeah, they're none of those things. So for, uh, for the sake of our listeners who – have issues, and I know there are a couple, and I'm not going to name them by names. Uh, Joe Binks. Joey, Joey B. We will, <laughs> we, we, we will henceforth just call it beer no B. Yeah, beer no B. So there we go. Let's start. We are, today we're doing 10 Bs or no Bs. Uh, we're going to start with possibly the reigning MVP, and I'm going to do a mini rant. How dumb is basketball for putting the MVP show after the season? Dumb? So dumb. What is wrong with them? It's not any better than the NHL having their award show At after the season. The NHL, oh, and like the whole point is to reveal the Vegas team. Well, let, let's, let's talk about that quickly. Um, because I think the, the NHL, this is not something we planned on. We didn't talk about this nope. beforehand. I, I think the NHL is number one B because they are fucking up this whole Vegas thing. Vegas should have had their own show. That should have been its own thing. I thought it was going to be actually until I found out recently that it was going to be the award show. And then like in between commercial breaks, they're kind of like or right before commercial breaks, they're going to like slowly reveal the roster. Like it's some weird game show. It's not great. And I over about I think 20 players have been named so far. What we don't know are the trades that are involved in most of these. But for example, and we're going to this is going to be in our newsletter. And if you're listening to this on you definitely got it. Patreon, you've read the newsletter, and if you're listening to this a month afterwards, you've heard all of our takes on the not-paid-for episodes, but the Rangers did lose Oscar Lindbergh, uh, and it kind of sucks, and we'll talk more about that next week and definitely more in depth. tomorrow for, or 
Yesterday. Yesterday. Depending on when you're listening. Yesterday, to you said call podcast. Sears. You'll call today. Call now. Anyway, uh, that was my '90s flashback to commercials. But for right now, let's go. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Russell Westbrook is our number one B or no B. Uh, I am on the fence about this one. I could go either way, and I'll tell you why. I would not like to ever play basketball with Russell Westbrook. I would never touch the ball. Watching him, his well, watching his teammates in particular as he's playing basketball, they look absolutely miserable out there. Uh, you could see they become shells of themselves. Even if uh, what is his name, uh, Adams was like going to be a blossoming star, he did not do that at all this year. It seems like Russell pads his stats. It doesn't seem like it. it he does pad his stats. So to me, that's a little bit of a, of a bitch move. But but Greg, he also is a absolute athlete at the peak of his powers using he goes psycho every night on the court and I, he can't really be stopped unless it's in a playoff series where a team actually plans to stop him so i i'm on the fence so maybe you convince me one way or another on this one i'm gonna say no b okay i'm i'm of the opinion that some of what russell westbrook is on the court has been encouraged by the oklahoma city thunder i don't think the thunder have or management or coaches have checked Westbrook when they've needed to. They kind of, they gave him carte blanche. And when you give a guy like Russell Westbrook carte blanche, who is so supremely talented, he's going to take advantage of it. And it's also not exactly like Westbrook had a ton to work with last year in Oklahoma City, at least offensively. I like Victor Oladipo, but he is very much a complimentary player. I don't think he could be your pure number two scorer. With Westbrook, we've seen Westbrook play with, supreme talent and there were always some underlying issues with Durant but I think Durant held enough clout that he could check Westbrook with anyone else and Westbrook I mean we never had an issue when it was Westbrook Harden and Durant when it was when it was the three amigos I I never once remember having the conversation about Westbrook being selfish or anything like that I think I remember that conversation it would be after the playoff games where Westbrook would take the last shot and ESPN would be like should Durant be taking the last shot something like that that would yeah that I don't know that stuff but I feel like is that ESPN just being ESPN I really I I mean it was so long ago at this point 2010 it's hard to remember Harden as a thunder uh I just I wonder if there's a separate path Westbrook could have taken if Harden and Durant, like if that trio stays together, is this the Russell Westbrook we'd see every night? I'm sure we'd see this Russell Westbrook occasionally, especially if Harden and Durant were having off nights. And I'm sure Westbrook would want to get his. But I really do wonder if this end result of Russell Westbrook is because the Thunder have failed him. I, I really do think the Thunder have failed him. So I, I can't I'm, think of a trade that is. All right. I can't think of a trade that's more discussed and still analyzed than that trade. Is there a bigger trade than that? Like a what-if trade ever? No, right? I really, I, I mean, I think part of that is because you listen to a lot of Bill Simmons. Maybe. That, and that's Bill true. Simmons loves talking about it. Yeah. The fact that we don't talk about the CP3 to the Lakers trade ever. Oh, the Knicks? Yeah, that would be. No, 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 no. Not the Knicks. Oh, no, I meant, I meant Knicks. He was like, traded to No, 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 no. no. He was and, traded to, oh, the, oh, the Knicks deal. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Knicks like NIS. Yeah. Not like not, yeah, the, 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 the veto the deal. It's, it's stunning that we don't talk about the veto deal as much as we do. Just because of how how shady it was when it happened. It was super shady. And I feel like that it, gets buried all the time. It does. I have no idea why that isn't the trade people 
don't bring up all the time when talking about the That's NBA. So weird. And the trade we're going to talk about all the time about the NBA is when the Knicks trade Porzingis. Because oh my god, <laughs> oh, god they're so stupid. But okay, we're, all right. let's stay on I, point. I do, I do actually uh, have uh, in my mind Westbrook is a no B. I have a counterpoint okay. for, for this. Russell Westbrook, and actually this isn't a counterpoint at all, but I'm just going to throw this out there because I kind of sure. enjoy it. His fashion game it. is pretty on point. Now, a lot of people would say that's maybe like him being a diva or attention, which could be, consider- could be considered a B, you know, just going out there. But he he flaunts the rompers. He flaunts all these crazy <laughs> outfits in press game conferences. Uh, he's out there in the fashion world. So I could I could see somebody making an argument for him, but I'm with you. and He's a, just a insane person playing basketball, and he's absolutely not. Yeah, I, I don't care about how someone dresses. It doesn't. It, I don't ask the questions. I don't search for the images. I, don't, I just don't care. I think Westbrook is a product of the system. And I think the problem with Westbrook or the problem that people have with Westbrook really lies at the feet of the Thunder. I think the Thunder have failed him uh, in terms of development and they've created this monster. So I, with when it, when it comes to Westbrook, would I want to play with him? No. Do I think he's a B? Uh, no, I do not. Agree. Uh, next, number two on our list is A-Rod. Ooh, boy. Greg, you get to go first on this one. Uh, here's the thing with A-Rod, right? In his playing career, I think it would have been hard to come to a different conclusion than he's he's a B. I mean, he has the steroids testing. He has the dramatic Yankee years. He's definitely a, he has, he's certainly a grump in those years. Like, no, no doubt yeah, about it. He, he always seemed to get angry about being in the shadow of Jeter and Yankee fans were always quick to throw him under the bus and A-Rod seemingly would provide them reasons to throw him under the bus. But now we're dealing with A-Rod, the post-baseball personality, and he's just so lovely. He's amazing. I I love when A-Rod is doing a, a Fox Saturday baseball game. I'm all in now. I couldn't be more in. It's So if we're, it, it's, it's a tale of two A-Rods, right? A-Rod really the is. player, 100% a B. 100%. I, I can't come to any other conclusion than that. But A-Rod, the baseball personality, the, you know, savant that's dating Jennifer Lopez, I I love A-Rod now. But it, It's weird to say that, too. It's weird to be like, I kind of like A-Rod. <laughs> oh, and it was, it's not kind of like it's. I have a man crush on A-Rod. Well, and it was the first lovely. second he's, he got on Fox, too. Like, I remember the first night. It was, it was instant. It was he was doing instant. the World Series. I was like, holy shit, A-Rod's really good at this. It was it, it was uh, it was 2015 as well. So it's like I was actually watching the World Series, and I loved that A-Rod was, you know, right. talking about my shitty Mets. But and actually doing I, a great job breaking down and, like, in the studio with like Pete Rose analyzing swings, like really nerdy stuff. It it was he's fantastic on TV. So, like I said, Arod the baseball player, hard B. It's you, you recency bias. You kind of have to put aside and just remember about how friggin' dramatic everything he did was, and there was always a headline and something following him, and he always needed it to be about him, even when it shouldn't have been about him. Between, you know, the first $250 million contract he signed with the Rangers, demanding a trade off the Rangers, he was a B. Definitely. But A-Rod the, A-Rod, the personality, just an all-around great guy. Would never call him that. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Number three on our list is one of the infamous, the lovely Tom Brady. Man, what's there to say about Tom Brady that hasn't been said already? I was. This is a, a similar story to the A-Rod story we just told. I think early in, my, in Tom Brady's career, and maybe he wasn't a B, but to me he was. I disliked everything about Tom Brady. I hated the entire Patriots team. I thought they were the worst. I, I couldn't think of anything worse than the Patriots organization, especially as a Steelers fan uh, back then. 
But over the past five years, Tom Brady has done nothing but take less salary, uh, lure people to – I mean, he does make bank outside endorsements. Let's not, you know uh, – it's not a pity case for A-Rod here. I mean, uh, Tom Brady here. But he takes less money. He All he does is to, he wants to win. He spends his entire waking life about winning. He eats like – he eats like six pieces of loose leaf paper <laughs> to stay in shape, and he's constantly like asleep by like eight o'clock. The guy's a psycho. Like he's always thinking about winning. He doesn't really care unless they win a Super Bowl, and he's done that five times already. So I can't, I can't give him the B mark. I gotta tell you, I don't think it was ever a B. I think there's a very big difference between disliking a player because you're jealous of the situation he's in you're right. or how talented he is I already know you're and a right. player acting like a B. I think a lot of the criticism Tom Brady gets is because people are angry he's so successful. And I get that. There are plenty of players I dislike simply because they seem to win all the time. But Tom Brady, I, I don't classify him as a B. I, I hate talking about Deflategate. It's one of the least favorite topics you, I could ever discuss. It's the worst. There's, there was I, no worse sports story in the past 20 years. I mean, and, and by prime, worse, I mean there are definitely worse sports stories, but like to talk about. There were prime opportunities throughout that entire saga for Brady to show his true colors and act like a B and go, woe is me, This is why is this happening to me? And you know what Brady did? Brady said, no, fuck Roger Goodell. That's all I have to say about that. I actually respect the hell out of him for how he handled the flake game. Me too. I, I respect I, the I, hell of him destroying his cell phone too. Like, no, you're not getting my stuff. I don't care if you think the balls were deflated. Yeah. I have personal nudes I send to Giselle on here. You're not getting these. They're not getting leaked. I am I am good with Tom Brady. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Agreed. And I've never had a problem with him I've never once thought of him as a B. I think he's a very firm no B for me. Agree. Number four on our list, and this is interesting and topical uh, if you're listening this the day it comes out. Dwight Howard, new Bobcat. Not a Bobcat. He's a Hornet. I know. I'm kidding. Um, Are you? Yeah. I don't know because no, when I, this trade first this, got I, I did, broken, I, I did. You, you, asked, you asked how he would fit <laughs> with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. I did. Thinking that the Hornets were still – the Pelicans were still the Hornets. I agree. Uh, but this isn't something you can agree with. This is what it is. This is fact. The tweet. This is what the, the tweet came the out. The original right. tweet that broke this news called it said he was going to the Bobcats. That's why I said that. There you go. Yeah, but it also said the Charlotte Bobcats, which is what they were known as. They're now back to the Charlotte Hornets. Fine, the Charlotte Hornets. And also, right. And by it saying Bobcats, the Bobcats never played in New Orleans, which is where Davis. No, the first. The first mistake was definitely on me, and I had I was very confused as to why they would do that. Exactly. You covering up for the first mistake is still you making another mistake. I'm just I'm not making a second mistake. The tweet came out said it was it was Charlotte Bobcats, and I said he right. was in the Bobcats right just right now at the beginning of this podcast right now. Fair, fair. but I'm, I'm going back to you forgetting which team yes. plays in which. Team. I was a stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, you 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 were you were a B. That was your B moment. I was, um, that's not a B thing. You know that's not a B thing. Um, <laughs> I mean you're a B, you're a B anyway. That's the thing. I, I don't know. Going back to Dwight Howard, uh, firm hard B, certified B. Like certified couldn't, B couldn't be more of a B, right? Like destroys no, he, every locker room he's in, stops playing, yep. Uh, yep. complains about everything. Just yep. all his teammates hate him. He's hurt all the time. Does not adjust time, to his player, system. Doesn't go hard. Is a coach, like is a coach killer. Uh, yeah, I really can't say a nice thing about Dwight Howard except, hey man, nice shoulders. I can't even say that anymore. I feel like he's just like. I, Dwight Howard could have – here's another reason why Dwight Howard is a B. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on him because I, I think this is just a <laughs> slam dunk. Um, oh, hey, hey, oh. 
Dwight Howard could have been whatever he wanted to be. He could have been a generational big man if he wanted to be. And he's selfish. He, he's, he's bigger than his britches. And when you get bigger than your britches and selfish and everything has to be about you and you're concerned about your stats and everything that you think an offense needs to run through you, even though the NBA is evolving to a place where it's about, you know, pace and space. And Dwight Howard doesn't, Dwight Howard could fit into his pace and space system. He chooses not to. He's, he's a certified B, capital B. Absolutely. Couldn't be more. Number five, get to the hockey run here. Carey Price. I, I, I think I'm surprised he made this list when we were uh, getting, you know, some information from other people saying who would he want to be on this list. And Carey Price, like to me, I don't see why he would be a bitch. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. Can I you- agree. And, but here's where I think it, it comes into play. And it's funny because we just had AZ on the pod. I'm not even going to try pronouncing his last name. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, Zadarnowski. Andrew Zadarnowski. Yep. He was on the pod, and he's fantastic. And in hindsight, I I think I would have liked to ask him this question because I think he would have given us a fair and reasonable answer. I think people assume or label Carey Price as one thing because of how Canadians fans treat him and the pedestal he's put on. First of all, he is the best goalie in the NHL. I, I feel comfortable saying that as someone that has watched Henrik Lundqvist for his entire career. I think if... All things were even. Carey Price would edge Henrik Lundqvist now, but, uh, but three years ago. I mean, sure, there have been points in Carey Price's career where he wasn't the Carey Price he is today. I agree. Uh, however, <laughs> hot takes. W- what I think this comes from is it all goes back to Chris Kreider, and I think it all goes back to just how the Montreal media and fans treat Carey Price, and I think people's frustrations with how price is talked about by Canadian fans and the Canadian media is what creates this aura of him being a B. And I I think it's a little unfair to price. Uh, I don't think he's that kind of athlete. I think he's tried to stay the straight and narrow as best he can. He's clearly one of the best, if not, as I said, the best at his position in the league. I have no problem with Carey price, the man and the goalie. Uh, I think the conversation stems just from an annoyance that other team fans have with Canadian fans. And I think that's where this unfair labeling of Carey Price comes from. So I would say Carey Price is a no Um Canadian fans, on the other hand, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I, I just, I've seen so many videos of Carey Price just seeming like a cool guy uh, who seems pretty relaxed and is just... Uh, sure. It's very serious about his his position, obviously. Uh, so I don't really ever, I've never considered him uh, to be a B. Now, next on this list is Brad Marchand. Notorious dirty player. Uh, speared a lightning player and got suspended for two games, I believe, this year or last year. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go no B on this one. Reason being, kind of like a guy that could spear somebody on the other team. <laughs> uh, I, I've kind of said this about Brendan Gallagher. Uh, Brendan Gallagher seemed like a player who was just annoying pest, and I, I, I hated him so much at playing against him. But if I if he was on my team, I would love him. And I kind of feel the same way about Brian Marchand. Am I wrong in saying that? Uh, yes. Okay. I, think he's, I think he's a B. I think uh, – I, I will say this, and we've said this before. There are plenty of instances where you would actually want a B to be on your team. 
Like there's no there's no scenario where if the Rangers were offered Sidney Crosby, I would actually say no. But that wouldn't stop Sidney Crosby from being one of the biggest bees I've ever seen take the ice. You can be both those things. You can be the greatest player in hockey and a tremendous bee. And Brad Marchand is a fantastic hockey player, but he's a firm bee because he's dirty and because when something bad happens to Marchand, he cries foul. And if you're going to be a dirty player, you kind of have to own it. And in my eyes, Marchand doesn't own it, which makes him a B. That's fair. Uh, I think that's like, isn't that the the actual definition of what this podcast really is? Like when you do something, you have to be able to take it back. Isn't that like when we talk about someone being a B, isn't that really what it is? Like, well, when it comes no, down no, to it. No, I think there's a difference. I think when Brad Marchand does something dirty and then he gets caught for it, he goes, whoa, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you mean? I didn't like, do that. Like the king That's... of this podcast, Sidney Crosby? Right. Well, Sid, here's the thing. Sid doesn't get called for them. It's crazy. It's just insane. Yeah, Sid, Sid, Sid doesn't get called for stuff he does. Uh, yeah, I, I, nah, we've, we've beaten we, Sidney yeah, Crosby we, to death, and yeah. we'll do it again, too. We, a a P.K. Subban-like ice head bouncing of what we've done to Sidney Crosby. Right. Um, next it, on this it, list, Marsh, yeah, Marshan's 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 one we disagree on. Next on this list is Wayne Simmons. I've never liked Wayne Simmons, and maybe you, I, I want to just say be off the bat, but mostly because of my disdain for him. And you've made it clear as earlier when I was talking about Tom Brady, I, I can't really just do that. So I can't certify why Wayne Simmons is a, a B yet because I can't really think of an instance other than. I can't really think of one. Maybe you could bring it up for me. I was talking with a friend of the podcast, Jeff Belinsky, who's been a guest on this show before. Yes. Uh, just going over some guys in the NHL that he thought were bees. And I brought up Simmons. And Jeff brought up some fair points. I will t- I will give him that. Simmons is a shitster, but he also backs up his talk. He doesn't ask players to pick a fight for him. If Simmons does something... Simmons is the one that will drop the gloves to protect his team and himself. Um, He's a tremendous hockey player, talent-wise. And I think he might be another scenario where if Simmons was on your team, you'd love him to death and you would get angry if someone called him a B. Now, I say all that, and I 110% say Wayne Simmons is a fucking bitch. I'm not (laughs) even going to say B. I'm going to just call him what he is. Uh, I see red when I see Wayne Simmons. He's yeah, not quite on a way. Chase Utley type level, but anytime Simmons takes the ice, I know where he is. I know what he's doing. I'm watching him and I'm waiting for him to do something that pisses me off. And that transcends. There's a difference between that and being jealous of a guy. I wouldn't say I'm jealous Definitely of Wayne Simmons. Definitely not jealous of Wayne Simmons. What do I have to be jealous of with Wayne Simmons? Nothing. I mean, look, he's a he's a good looking dude. Who well, he's a good looking dude who makes a lot of, a lot of money playing hockey. Am I jealous of that? Absolutely. But I meant like as a Ranger fan, right? <laughs> Not as a person. I don't I don't go to bed every night telling myself, man, I wish we had Wayne Simmons on the Rangers. I, I I think would I like it? Sure. Is it something I need? No. I. It's hard to explain. There's there are some players where I can explain exactly why they are a B. Wayne Simmons is not one of those players. It's just in my heart. And that heart was kind of, of my point. Like when I first brought him up, like I couldn't think of a reason why I'd call him that. And yet he is. And yet he is to me. No matter yeah. what happens going forward, he still is. 
Yeah. Rowdy? And I think him playing on the Flyers makes it worse. Oh. Because uh, I I feel like I need a guy on the Flyers to just fucking hate so much. If it's not Wayne Simmons, it was going to be someone else. Uh, but in this scenario, it, hey, it's side, Simmons. Side note, uh, is there a Philly right now that you particularly hate, or is they just not good enough yet? They kind of well, – first of all, the Mets blow. Yeah. Second of all – Yeah, well, come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. Odubel Herrera bothers me, but I wouldn't go so far to say I hate him. Yeah, just like, because it's the Phillies are harmless. They're fucking harmless. Yeah, come on. Slip in there. Uh, no. Rounding out this top ten, three more left. We got Conor McGregor just signed a, a rumored $100 million deal to fight Floyd Mayweather. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that a, a B move? No. No, right? Pay, no, that's me getting paid. Make that so money, the, Connor. McGregor, McGregor knows what he's getting into. Oh, McGregor knows he's winning this fight. McGregor knows he's gonna. He's not gonna win this fight. It is gonna be swimming in a hundred million dollars. <laughs> but you know what else McGregor knows? McGregor knows he's got nothing to fucking lose. Nothing. He's got nothing to lose. If it, it's so McGregor weird. loses, if, if McGregor loses, it's, it's expected. If Floyd Mayweather loses, it's the end of boxing as we know it. If Box, Connor McGregor goes dying, into a ring, it's not like. It's already a dying sport. It's not like they have their. Like, yeah, no, but this would kill it because if, if Conor McGregor goes into the ring and beats Floyd Mayweather, if the unbeaten champ, the darling of the last generation of boxing, even though he's obviously well past his prime, there is no scenario where Floyd Mayweather should lose to Conor McGregor, who, by the way, is has the claims to two different weight classes in the UFC as champion. So. Yes. Absolutely insane, by the way, that he's done that. The reason, right, and the reason why people would say McGregor is a B is because he runs his mouth. I have no problem with fighters Love. running. He's so entertaining. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's, exactly. He's stirring up drama. His press right. conferences, the press conferences for this fight are going to be better than the fight. Period. Yeah. Story. No questions it's about it. Fighting. Look, fighting, MMA, boxing, WWE. The spectacle in the ring is one thing. But in, the spectacle in the ring is made better when there's drama outside of it. And Conor McGregor knows that better than, I think, any other MMA fighter of his generation. And any other boxer, too. Because boxers, look, the best boxing match we're going to see this year is Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin. I know you don't probably know. You might know Alvarez. I know Alvarez. No idea. I have no do you know who Triple G is? Actually, Never heard of I, I actually do know who Triple G is, yeah. Isn't he, like, the biggest you know, boxer right now? Well, I mean... Alvarez is probably the biggest boxer. Right I mean, not by name-wise, by like actual talent. I think Triple G is like known as as probably the best pound-for-pound boxer. I, I I don't know. I think Alvarez is the better all-around. We're getting we're getting way too inside baseball and boxing. We, we right are. Now. Yeah. The, the problem is that is going to be a great fight, but those guys are not going to. It's not going to be the build-up to it's not going to be fun. No one's going to give a shit. No, it's just going to happen one so night. So the fight and like people will buy the fight that night because the fight's going to be on. That's the only reason. Last weekend last weekend was Kovalev Ward, which should have been a big fucking deal and it wasn't because those guys are like, oh, "Look, I respect the hell out of that guy." Fuck you. I don't want to see you punch the shit out of a guy you respect. I want to see you beat the crap out of someone you hate. That's know. what fighting is. I didn't know That's that fight was happening. Is. Who won that? Uh Ward. Oh, that makes sense. I was rooting for Ward, so it's good. I'm glad. He's <laughs> Ward happened. Ward is the pound for pound best best boxer right now. Uh but McGregor knows it's not about – you can respect someone without liking them. And I think McGregor knows that. And I think his fans realize that. But quote-unquote traditional fighting fans don't like that he's running his mouth and chasing a paycheck. I, I don't know why you hate that. That's the entire sport. No, thanks. Give it to me. The fight is going to be so boring between him and Floyd Mayweather. It's going to be 
Floyd walking away from him, like nonstop the Floyd, entire time. Floyd's Floyd's gonna do enough to get points in every round, and then he's gonna stay his fucking distance because he doesn't want to put himself in a position to get knocked out. That's it, the guys. We just we just told you exactly what's gonna happen. And yep. if, if it, else, it's it, it's what he did against Pacquiao, which was the most boring fight I've ever seen in my entire I world. I fell life. asleep during that fight. That's how bad it was. It was terrible. It was terrible. It, this is gonna be an awful fight. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it because okay. McGregor is that fucking entertaining. I'm gonna stream it. Um. Next two, we have Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh my God, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. That, was, uh, that was pronunciation with Ryan Mead. Uh, listen, great guy. Recently is known for all his charity work. I could never see enough pictures of Cristiano Ronaldo online taking pictures with kids or signing autographs and stuff like that. Seems to go out of his way to make everyone happy. Not paying your taxes in the in the place you live and then leaving because they're prosecuting you is a bitch move. That is, I like, I, I can't say that any other way. You, you're living uh, there, right? Well, first of all, he said that being treated like a criminal. Yeah, dude, you as didn't someone, pay taxes. As someone who follows international soccer fairly well, yep. I'm starting to get the sense that nobody pays taxes in Spain. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the Spanish government did to these people, but nobody pays taxes in Spain. Uh, Messi hasn't. Today, the report came out that uh, Jose Mourinho, the very popular coach, hasn't. I- I'm just thinking people don't collect taxes in I'm Spain. Gonna, I'm going to go a hard reserve B on Ronaldo, and here's why. This, well, no, this, well, no, well, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. He's B. Okay. I just don't think it's for taxes. Oh, tell me why. I, When he's on the field, he plays – it's one – I like soccer players that play with the chip on their shoulder. I, I think – it it's entertaining to watch. And for Ronaldo, almost Ronaldo's entire career, the discussion has been who's the greatest soccer player in the world, Messi or Ronaldo. And I think nine times out of 10, Messi has won that battle. Maybe not head to head, but I think purists and traditional soccer fans, even new age soccer fans just see all that Messi does on the field and realize that this is a once in a generation type player. The only problem is Ronaldo is, arguably the same once-in-a-generation type player. I just think Messi does it better. Um, Ronaldo has an arrogance to him, a cockiness that Messi doesn't have. He, Messi, Ronaldo has the goal celebrations that he's known for. Right. He's got CR7. He's He does the hairstyles. He, he posts pictures of his legs on Instagram. I'd say if A-Rod didn't have the injuries and never – didn't have the injuries in his career. Ronaldo has more in common with A-Rod hmm. than sense. any other athlete that I can think of. And you and I have sat here saying A-Rod, A-Rod the baseball player, was Definitely B. Big. So I, I have to sit here and say the thing about Ronaldo. I, it, again, this this is like the same thing with Crosby. Has nothing to do with Ronaldo's on-field performance. He is easily one of the two best players in the world. If Messi didn't play in his generation, Ronaldo would be the guy that everyone talks about. He, If Ronaldo does leave Barcelona, he's going to leave for something ridiculous like 150 million euros, which is just stupid to even think about. Stupid money. But he's a bitch. Okay. Matt Harvey is our last one. Greg, Mitch, take it done. away. We're done. All right, I'm we're done. Even... Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. This has been an exactly 30-minute pod. We're going to be back with more exclusive pods. We might even do a part two of B or No B coming up. 
And, if you guys uh, like it, we'll do it. We'll do it's it. That simple. We'll see how the reviews are on our Discord channel. Uh, you can always follow us at Twitter at Blue Shreds Break and uh, hit us up on our Patreon. Donate a dollar to our faces. Throw candy bars at us and uh, get access to our awesome Discord and some other stuff. So thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll tune in soon. Bye-bye. time to expect more from urgent care like caregivers who take time to listen smooth access to local specialty care if you need it virtual visits and save your spot convenience plus easy access community locations and we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains cuts fever and flu northwell health go health urgent care get more than you expect and exactly what you need welcome to a new era in urgent care